you're listening to a Pave Media show. Visit pavemedia.net for more podcasts and video entertainment. Last time on the Fake Nerd Podcast, our heroes went and got the Cascade Bash from the Cerulean City Gym, but now they just realize they have to board a train to Rhyme City to help Detective Pikachu solve one of the most important cases of their lives. But while they're there, Ben also wants to get the Rhyme City Bat to battle the Rhyme City Gym to get the famous Rock Badge. Will our heroes make it to the Pokemon League? Find out on this episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast. Psyduck! Hey guys, it's episode 142 of the Fake Nerd Podcast. If you haven't figured it out, we're talking about Detective Pikachu today. Bunch of grown-ass men. Among other things. Yep. I'm Ben Magnet, a former Pokemon League champion. I'm really? I was. Oh, Oh. wow, really? Yeah, I have beaten the Elite Four, and I was the former champion. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, this movie okay. was made for you. I'm oh. Ryan Eliopoulos, and I didn't do any of that. You, you weren't the. I, I beat the Elite Four in the Johto region, and I beat them in the um, Kalos region. Quality content. Do you know? You know, like when you first get your Pokemon, and uh-huh. the very first trainer you fight, it's like the trainer battle. It's like, yeah, like it's, your, it's like guess, training. It's that's your me. like quote unquote rival. That's me. I'm that very first trainer. You're you're my rival. No, no, no. I'm the first trainer on the route where it's like the really weak ass trainer. Oh, where they all have bug Pokemon. Yes. Okay. Level you're one. Just, you're just running around with the butterfly. Net, like, yes, I'll catch <laughs> something. <laughs> I'm a child, <laughs> I don't even need a Pokeball. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce us, Ben. I'm Ben Manning. That's Ryan Eliopoulos, Sparks Witty, hey. and Brandon T. McClure. Hi, all of whom are Pokemon. <laughs> Guys, sorry, bless you. I'm a Yu Gi Oh! master, actually. No, you're a Digimon boy. I don't, you know what? Yeah, I was born to Digimon when I was a kid. You're a Digimon, dude. I know where you land. Yeah, but like, I played Yu Gi Oh! I didn't play Digimon. Sure, did you play Pokemon? Nobody played Digimon. They just watched Digimon. <laughs> I played Digimon. I actually did play Digimon. Also, there's a bunch how, of Digimon games. How long did you stick with Digimon, though? Not, not, is, is not long. Yeah. Look, I collected more cards. Look, all I found three them. of them had card games, and the yeah. only one that actually made sense was Yu-Gi-Oh. That's so. true. Yeah, that, I will agree with that. I collected only one kind of card, Dragon Ball Z. I had those Hell. cards, too, dude. <laughs> yeah. Did you have the sword, the Z-sword that like, went up in yeah, power? Hell yeah, I had the oh, Z-sword. Yeah, dude. That's all right, this went off the rails. How are you guys? <laughs> I'm Great. good. Super uh, duper. What did you guys do this week? I had Pokemon too. I don't know who I'm fooling. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone had. Man, I always want. Man, remember the first Pokemon movie that came out and they gave oh, you the, the yeah. Mew cards? I had that for I a got long time. So no, the, Mew, the ancient Mew card came with Pokemon 2000, but they also gave no, they away came with the first movie. I thought yeah, it was the second one because the Why card would it was, come with the second one because the card was featured in the second movie. Mm, the weird. first one, the first one was know. Pokemon. The had a it was a Mewtwo card. I got that. And it had a golden boss that said Pokemon the first movie on it. Did anyone ever get a, go- a, uh, um, a holographic Charizard? That was the one I always wanted. Uh, Fanny did. The the first movie was the one that got the Burger King promotion we were talking yeah, about. The though, first, right? yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the Burger King promotion with the regular toys and like the special six ninety nine yeah. gold-plated Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, you, get, you get a big those. Pokeball and the gold-plated card inside. Yeah. I remember those. Yeah, oh, right. Oh, yeah. Man, Burger King let those that. Those things were big. No, those Burger those King, You know what? Yeah. Like fast food toys used to be real. Like they Expensive. put effort into them. Yeah. Now well, they're the Pokemon, garbage. Pokemon was a big thing because it had. It used to be Beanie Babies. Yeah. Mm. But for I remember for Pokemon because the every toy came in a Pokeball like those plastic Pokeballs. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Had, and every and you could actually clip on your belt so you could walk around with Pokemon. Oh my god, on your I belt. had like a bunch of those. Dude, so I felt so cool and I wasn't. The first one I had, I remember. Right. 
I got a keychain one, and it was Nidoking. And I loved that Nidoking. He was like the coolest. And I was playing at my next door neighbor's front lawn. Nido he King fell the into castle. the bushes, and I could never find him. Oh, uh, Nido my lost. Nido, my, yep, my Nidoking was lost, and it I hurt my soul. A, I had a Geodude. I remember him specifically. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, Geodude. Geodude. He's a dude. All right. This is, yeah. this is the most nerd. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Welcome to, hey, we're talking about Pokemon, baby. This we is are. the only time we, we get to talk about it. Um, all right, so what did you guys do this week? Oh, Ryan, what did you and I do yesterday? I don't remember. Oh, you, you don't remember going? Just kidding. We went to the Renaissance Fair. We did. And I'm it was sunburned. awesome. Yes, it was you are. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I love going to the Ren Fair. It's been a year since I've been. Uh, man, it's like a Comic-Con, but maybe better, honestly. Yeah. Because, like, way more people dress up. Uh, way more people are just there, like, enjoy the experience. Like, uh-huh. no one's pressuring you to buy stuff. You, you can try on everything, and no one's mad at you if you don't buy it. Because uh-huh. a lot of everything's, like, $300. Yeah. Uh, but, man, seeing jousting, like, it's it's some good shit. It's medieval, chi- medieval times, but, like, all day. Yeah. It's fantastic. No, I just like it um, because people are just dressed up. I was really happy that a lot of people knew who I was. Yes. Once you got your yellow hat, it definitely improved it. Yeah, I I dressed up as a black mage from uh, Final Fantasy Mm -hmm. Mm 1. And uh, shout out to my buddy Ryan. uh, Other Ryan. um, R-Y-E underscore N underscore cosplay on uh, Instagram. Talented my uh, He made my uh, wizard hat for uh, or my mage hat. And it, it, it was awesome. That was the first time I like tried it. I did something like that for the Ren Fair, like dressed up, dressed up that much. Yeah, and I had a great time. Yeah. Although I have to say that one person who came up to me asked me if I was Cartman from South Park. That was a deep cut. That, that was, was super funny. Yeah, like they play the stick of truth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw your I saw your uh, Instagram story mm-hmm. um, where you did your Gandalf thing. Oh yeah. And what's so I've, I'm often I'm often intrigued by like random um, impersonations that people can do of people. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And like your Gandalf specifically like i've heard your other stuff it's not good but like <laughs> well thanks your for other, that your other gandalf specifically but your specific your that specific line of dialogue when he's somebody when he's doing the balrog thing uh-huh. that uh, that sounds really good and so it made me think that like what like i could probably do something like i could say a line of dialogue that sounds just like the guy Nothing else. When you look like the character, it helps. Yeah. When you when you're in so character, I just, thought, I just yeah. thought that was funny. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of a compliment, kind of a funny anecdote. Uh, yeah. 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 It was. It was. It was fun. They have a Wicker Man there. And I, I think saw that's that. dope. Yeah, I, I saw think Wicker too. Mans are dope. <laughs> um. Anything else you guys did? did um. um well, Ben and I yeah. went to the Ren Fair, but we did. But us three did something as well. Didn't we go? Didn't we go to Disneyland? Oh yeah, we went. Oh to yeah, Disneyland. we went to the fools. Like, well, come yeah. on, guys. We yeah, you, I said, you said us three, and I thought it was Ben Ryan and oh, I. Oh no, sorry. You were looking at me, and you just been talking uh, sorry. about that. I, so I, like, I did. I did a swerve. Yeah, too. yeah. The, chino, the chino three. The this chino three. Nobody yeah. who's listening to it. Sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so did Brandon, Brandon Ryan, and I yes. went to Disneyland together. That yeah, that was fun. That was fun. It was nice. Nice to get away. Tom Holland was there, and we missed him. Yeah, yeah Tom Holland was there that morning, and we didn't see him at all. He was there being Spider Man. I thought that was really great. He was in his black. Oh, did you not see this? No. Oh, oh Tom yeah. Holland did the Spider-Man pictures <gasps> in the morning. What? Like as Spider-Man. Like he was in, Spider-Man he was in his like Spider-Man suit doing pictures with oh. people, and he pretended to be the Spider-Man face character. Oh. And so he would, you know, he was doing the whole thing. He was doing the poses, and the cast like show up, like Jake Gyllenhaal and Zendaya and Ned. I forgot his name, and they're all there. It's like, oh my god, and and like. Tom Holland is like, oh my god, the cast of Spider-Man Far From Home. What? What was so going crazy. on? Man, what this a is so weird. He takes off his mask. And he's like, this is so weird. And I'm like, oh my god, Tom Holland. <laughs> right. What oh. a cool dude. Yeah, that is great. That is awesome. Yeah, that was pretty great. This I mean, if great. I was Spider-Man, I would absolutely. Oh, I would totally absolutely. do that. I think he likes it a little bit. 
I think so too. Wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Gar- Garen guarantee you, Dwayne Johnson's gonna be piloting some Jungle Cruise at some Absolutely. point. Absolutely. Oh, we didn't go on Jungle Cruise. I forgot. Oh. Ten minute wait. That's dude. gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jungle Cruise is one of those things where you're just looking at it. And it's like my fast pass for Indiana Jones kicks in the, at about ten minutes. So the only, man, why not? The only reason I refuse to go on Jungle Cruise right. if it's a long wait time is because you have the chance of having a bad ride. Yeah. Because it's all yeah. about who the host is. Yeah. That's all that matters. Just get rid of the bad host. Can never get rid of the bad host. They're like a cancer. Every, everybody has bad days. Yeah, you're right. yeah, you're right. Um, did you guys consume any media or what's going we on? We sure did. Besides uh, yeah, the one we're uh, Ryan today. and I, Ryan and I finished Deadly Class. Cool. Holy shit, man! It's good. Yeah, that's that's some good like, stuff. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. That better get a season two. Yeah. Let me tell you. Oh, the Orville just got picked up for a season three. Good oh, for yeah, the Orville. About that. Stoked good about that. I was really worried about that with the Disney with the Disney deal, but I'm so happy that yeah. Fox decided to renew it. It's yeah. good. I'm glad it's doing well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Deadly Class like. It did something different from the comics, and at first I was like, eh, whatever, but it really built to something really strong, and now, like, it's almost like a weird prequel, because it sets up uh, uh, one of the main characters, Master Lin. Yeah. He's a lot more sympathetic and nice in this show, yeah. where he's a straight-up asshole in the comic, and now they kind of gave him a purpose to be like that character from the comics, and it's and it's it's shifted narrative like from different volumes into the first season. So it's really interesting the way that Rick Remender was able to retell his own story and be like, oh, I wanted to do things differently. Uh, and it's it's really incredible. It's kind of like uh, Robert Kirkman in the early days of The Walking Dead. Yeah. He talked about how he wanted to use the TV show to fix kind of the narr- what he saw were narrative issues that the comic books uh, uh, suffered yeah, from. Yeah, sure. Smart. Um, he went away from that when he's no longer part, to, totally fair part of the show anymore. Yeah. He's yeah. concentrating on finishing the comp. But yeah, that's cool when when he's a creator, stuff. yeah, when a creator can can use another medium to either better the story they want to tell in their eyes or just do something different. Yeah, sure. Um, and the things that it does differently are really interesting. And like episode nine specifically is like maybe my favorite episode of television this year. So much crazy shit happens, and there's one specific scene that involves it's gonna get gross. It involves diarrhea, and it's so like such a like seminal comic book moment for like indie comics that was like there's no way they're gonna be able to reproduce this and they do it in such amazing ways and it's such it's so funny and so comic booky and like i know you liked it like yeah as gross as it is like it's i was i was impressed they went there yeah um and it's on sci-fi and it's like man the shit they're doing on sci-fi literally the shit they're doing on sci-fi is is incredible between deadly cast and happy and happy yeah Yeah. uh it's it's super cool if if it doesn't get another season it's gonna really bum me out it makes me nervous that like this show deserves a big audience and in uh i don't often normally talk about this but like i did a tweet about Deadly class and it got really it got really big and half the cast and rick remender like tweeted it and retweeted it buddy you need to you need to post another tweet be like hey this really blew up follow me on fakener podcast oh yeah (laughs) i don't like i don't like doing that pander Uh, pander yeah i love i just love supporting things that i want to support um and it has a really big following because it hasn't gotten a second season. And a lot of the people retweeting it, like their hashtag is renew deadly class. Yeah, yeah. So it does have a strong audience, but I don't I don't know if enough people watched it and that really scares me. Yeah. Because it, it's it's that'd be really a good. Big bummer because that was really great. Yeah. And I and I'm like, if sci fi can renew Winona, not this isn't me saying that like they're bad shows, but like yeah. if Happy and Winona Earp can still find their audiences, then this should find an audience too. Absolutely. The sci fi channel has kind of has come to realize that their audience base is not as large as it used to be. So I think they're what they consider a success is a lot lower than what it used to be. Yeah. That's nice at least. Yeah. Because I mean they they went through a large period. We know sci fi's history after Stargate SG one, Battles of Galactica, they're like heyday. They went Big lull. The big, big, huge lull with wrestling and horrible B movies, uh, C movies, honestly. Yeah. And I think they they know that they lost a lot of 
uh, good faith. And so I think now that they're kind of in a almost a renaissance, yeah. I would say. I would say yes. I think that they're trying to... They're, yeah, they're I'd looking say at definitely a, we're at a renaissance for sci-fi. Yeah, I think they're looking at everything as kind of a lower... At a lower tier than they would have been in their heyday. They've got they've got a lot of strong offerings now. Yeah. So was yeah. Sharknado yeah. sci-fi? Or yes. yes, it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. That first one's still fun. Um, Krypton season two, like I'm still impressed with that trailer. Like I'm I gonna, am too. I'm gonna watch that season. Yeah, I'm I watched stoked. that. I watched that second tra- second season trailer. That looked awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole show. Brainiac. Brainiac looks like Brainiac. Yeah. Doomsday looks incredible. Yes, yeah. he does. What? Yes, yeah. he does. I have not Brainiac, seen Doomsday, Lobo. Yeah, they're all there. Off air, we'll awesome show too. you it. Yeah, yeah right. it looks incredible. Yeah, Lobo for translating Lobo and still having it be a person, not a CGI creation, looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, let's see. I what, didn't do much else media. What else did I do this week? I was kind of oh, sick a lot. Uh, I uh, okay. So, uh, I've listened to a lot of podcast stuff, um, and a couple of things I want to drop here. Drop uh, it. Be good and rewatch it. Uh, is a podcast done uh, by the same people who do Waypoint over on Vice. Hell yeah, and um, that's going away. That that ended, uh, it seems. And their last episode was their review and discussion of Us. And the reason I bring this up is it was so good of, of, the, movie, of the movie Jordan Peele's <laughs> Us. And I bring it up specifically anybody who like wanted to really think about what Jordan Peele was saying with the movie or the many many avenues of different thoughts that were behind that film. Listen to them talk about that that film. I think that they bring about every angle you can possibly look at it from, and they're talking so it just it will open your mind to what that movie was doing. Uh, Brandon, I specifically wanted to recommend it to you that if you're ever going to watch us again, I think this might give you a clear insight into that film. Um, so be good and rewatch its last episode about uh, Jordan Peele's Us. Um, episode. Jesus. Episode five hundred and sixteen of Slash Filmcast. Hell yeah. Uh, had. It's a it's a three hour thing. We're used to that. Um, they have three different segments in it. Uh, the at the two hour and thirty four minute mark, um, the guy has on a writer and host from the film stage, uh, Brian J. Roan. He's on there discussing specifically, like it's an hour discussion of just the morality of how they undo Thanos' snap in Endgame. It is specifically just about the ramifications of the choice they make to bring people back five years later and whether or not that was a, a, a morally good choice. Now, uh, when we talked about Endgame, I kind of hinted that I, I didn't think that was a great decision that like none of the Avengers even argued with the idea of like just bringing everybody back five years later. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a person who very openly, like in all of his critique on all kind of media, he always brings up the fact that like, a pain of his perspective of where it comes from. In this one in particular, he's saying like he had a friend who committed suicide 12 years ago and that's where he's thinking about the grieving process and what that does to a person. And if his friend were just like brought back, what that, the ramifications of what that has done to your life and whether or not it's a morally strong decision for our heroes to have just done that to the universe uh, because they have those five years of grief. They're not the same people. Um, and, like, it, he makes the same, like, like a lot of the comebacks and, like, the, the person hosting the podcast is kind of arguing against him. Um, and he, but he makes a lot of solid points about just people are kind of washing the argument away with, like, you're thinking about it too much. It's a comic book movie. And he's like, well, if it, it, but if we... If, if a lot of people are also saying that it's a it, an art piece talking about grief, if that's a big focal point and they want it to be taken sincerely, then we need to be able to at least have these discussions about it. Yeah, I think we all kind of hinted that we were all on the same page that maybe there was something more that they should have done with that specifically, the morality of it. And, and it's, not even, it's not even like saying, oh, Endgame is bad because of this. It's just worth the discussion. And I thought this was a good, good outlet that I hadn't really seen doing it. 
Um, so again, episode 516 of Slash Filmcast jumped to the two hour and 34 minute Hope mark. Hope you guys are writing this one down. Also, uh, last week we had our, th- our longest episode to date. So thank you everyone for listening to that. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so I, I just I think that's really worth a discuss. I really enjoyed listening to it. I thought it brought a lot of fresh perspective to like, what what is that? What is that world? And and it does uh, kind of jumping back to our last week's episode where we're talking about the future of the MCU. It does make me a little like I don't I don't think we're gonna see a lot of that fallout. I don't yeah. think we're going to see a lot of that in the MCU future. We're not going to see a lot of how does this affect relationships. And this is one of those instances where I'm really sad that we aren't going to have things like the Netflix shows that are connected to the MCU anymore. Uh, it, like that they would be more connected because that would be great ground level to see people living in the world five years after that kind of grief. Absolutely. I wish Agents there was an outlet to explore that. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Similar. Which isn't going to be so, doing it, right. Yeah. But like uh, specifically like picturing, picturing just Jessica Jones, like imagine that Trish had been snapped and then came back five years later. Like just yeah. just what she would go through with that process. That's that's an insane That's a weird. Why would you mention that one all of a sudden? Uh, it's because I'm watching Jessica Jones season two. There you go. Part of that comes from the other thing I want to plug. Patrick Willems has a podcast, guys. It's called the Infinity Podcast. I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I started listening to it, I'm like six, seven episodes deep. Um, they talk about <laughs> So they're like, this is a podcast about Marvel movies. They talk about Marvel movies about five minutes of every podcast episode. That's my kind of podcast. Uh, because they tangent onto all these things. But what they what they are doing is they're saying they want to talk about like what the Marvel movies uh, mean to the culture and what the extension uh, out uh, uh, effects are of just the beast that the MCU is in our 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 pop culture. Today. I've been curious about listening to um, it for that reason. It's really great. And uh, Patrick Willens, the, the the early episodes I've been listening to, they're talking a lot about some of the Netflix stuff, and that made me want to go back. And I'm like, you know what? I need to finish those Netflix shows. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah. But it, that's that's really great. And uh, finally, uh, lastly, of course, our friends Downright Nerdy, uh, they have been releasing a Game of Thrones series just like us. By yeah, the way, we we did YouTube stuff this week. Uh, our Game of Thrones episode came out really late. Sorry about that. There were issues. Also, Was our there a basement arcade this week. I didn't see. There was a basement oh, arcade yeah. this week. Yes, every okay. week. Yeah, it did drop on Wednesday. Um, and I really dropped the ball on social media this week. I'm sorry. That's okay. And uh, our podcast, our video version of last week's podcast went up today. Uh, sorry about that. And <laughs> so there you go. Um, anyway, downright nerdy. They do they do their Game of Thrones thing on their last Game of Thrones episode. They challenged Ben Ryan and I to have a bingo card battle with them for the Game of Thrones battle, finale, which we have agreed to as well. Depending, uh, I have talked to him about this. Depending on how this last episode tonight say, shakes to out, uh, yeah. because yeah. we've both agreed that if there's just not enough to speculate about for the finale, we won't do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so That's it smart. really depends how tonight shakes out. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we is have an uh, ongoing bingo series between well, the two also, shows. Uh, also, I kind of like this because I also was listening to them this week, and I did not realize this, but they're lo- um, based up in the Bay Area. Yes. Yep. And I kind of like how Nearby, we have not too far from where Sparks and I used to live. Yeah. And no, I not too I, far. I kind of like it how we have this uh, back and forth uh, thing because I, you know me, I'm a big sports guy, so I like the whole NorCal versus SoCal rivalry we have, especially yeah. with the bingo cards. Sports. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is, uh, they released their most recent episode yesterday. I started listening to it, uh, and I just wanted to let you know, Brandon, that uh, Michael Carl's uh, almost messed up and dropped the bread and butter as the introduction to their new segment, and he was like, uh, I've been listening to too much fake nerd podcast. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. As Ryan would say, hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah uh, awesome. Thanks to Jeremy for our music. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, that's uh, that's all my plugs, because I consumed a whole lot of podcast media nice. this week. Uh, nice. I watched, oh, not watched, I was listening to um, Downright Nerdy. Yeah. So shout-outs to them. 
And um, the only big media that I've been consuming when I've been coming home from work is Fanny and I, have, we've been co-oping Cuphead. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen we're you've on been Equal, doing that. We're on Equal Island 2, and this week, we, this Baroness Von Bonbon, bon, she's one of the bosses you fight <laughs> That's in not Cuphead. what Fanny calls her. Oh no, we both call her Baroness Von Bonbon, bitch, because she is <laughs> Baroness Von Bonbon, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how many times we have fought that cursed, cursed, sweet-slinging biatch and died? <laughs> Too many. So many times. So oh yeah, baby. Times. Oh yeah, baby. And we finally beat her. And then the next boss we beat, we beat him in like two run, in like three runs. Yeah. It's like got the I don't know how hard it was, but we just oh, we must have lost her up. I want to say about 200, 150 times because there's damn dog. No, yeah. there is a, a thing in, in the second uh, island in a cuphead where you can go over. It's like a face in the water, and you talk to it. It will tell you how many times you've lost. Yeah. How many times you've died? Yep. It's a lot. And we broke the thousand mark Hell after yeah, we fought great. her, and it was like one thousand two hundred eighty-seven times. Takes me to my Dark Souls days. Dang, dude. Yeah, well, that's like accumulative, both for the first Inkwell Island and up to that point. But oh, it's also what, counting two characters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I think it is counting two characters. It does seem, but oh man, when we beat her, it was just like a socket. Um, Brandon, how was your week? Yeah, go, Brandon. Brandon. Well, I shaved okay. and I regretted it immediately. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I do this to myself. I always regret it after I shave. That's why I haven't shaved in years. But I get, they, they, they get my haircut. It's yeah. Nice. Well, yes. Uh, my shaving distracted from my haircut. Believe us, <laughs> listeners, it's it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. I saw two films this week. Uh, one in theaters, one on YouTube. Oh. Um, well, two in theaters. I we're reviewing the one. one I was going to say. Same. Yeah. Uh, but I saw Ugly Dolls. Um, don't go see Ugly Dolls. Um, <laughs> well, now that you said it, it's a. Uh, I mean, I didn't need you to convince me, but no, look, you do, you do it, cement it. It kind of, it kind of occupies the same space as like uh, Smallfoot and uh, another, another uh, animated film I saw last year. I don't remember what, what, which was. Wonder Park. One, yeah, Wonder Park. But Wonder Park and Smallfoot are infinitely better. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I was gonna say you said you like Smallfoot. I did like Smallfoot. Yeah. I, I should legitimately think Smallfoot's enjoyable. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna. I don't know if I'll go so far as to say it's good. Okay. But it's fun and enjoyable and not a bad time to spend spend your time. All right. Wonder Park um, is intriguing. It's got an interesting message to it. Um, and it's imaginative and it's fun. Um, sm- <sighs> Ugly Dolls is painfully boring. <laughs> Shocking. Um, <laughs> that trailer was painfully boring. Hey, it, do you guys remember? I think it, I want to say it was when we saw Grindelwald or something that they played. I think the, you're right. I think it was Grindelwald. Yeah, wow, where yeah. they played the Ugly Dolls trailer. That was such a traumatizing dude, night. And the dude sitting behind us, just after the trailer was older, older he just straight up yells out, Who greenlit this? Yep. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I figured it out. It's not American. It's, it's uh, Japanese made. Uh, no, it's Chinese made. I Chinese think. made. So it's, it's Chinese company who made an American animated film. And whoever, look, Dolly. whoever greenlit it, fine. Ugly Dolls is a popular merchandising thing. You want to merchandise? Fine. Merchandising. That's what movies are. Merchandise. Yeah, it is a. Transformers, the the entire Transformers franchise was greenlit on merchandising. Bleep, bleep, bleep. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to, to besmirch uh, be that. However, whoever said Pitbull and voice actor in the same sentence should be shocked. Dolly. <laughs> Is he that bad? He's terrible. Does he say Mr. Worldwide at all? No. Damn it. He's like, it's a musical. It's awful. He, he's the worst thing in the movie. And it's oh. distractingly bad how terrible he is. It's Ooh. like Ronda Rousey in Mortal Kombat. I was going to say, speaking oh. of terrible, I'm still playing Mortal Kombat, and every time she's on, I'm just like, how is this still a thing? Yeah, but at any rate, look, as I've, as I've said to both Sparks and, <laughs> and Ryan, uh, my girlfriend likes these movies. It makes her happy. It costs me nothing. Yeah. 
Um, AMC Pass, baby. Yeah. yeah. Just better movies you could watch instead. Oh. And I still go see those movies, to be fair. Uh, uh, how many Halloween films have you seen? Oh, you mean in you mean in I mean like home. the time you could spend watching oh, a different film. That one I won't I won't be dissuaded. <laughs> um, but I did see Raising Kratos, the YouTube uh, oh, documentary on. Yes. About I almost started. I, watched that. That. I was going to fall asleep. I haven't, I haven't started that yet. It's very good. It's yeah. very good. I kind of wish they had spent more time on the um, on the story developing process, like when, how they went from Greek, uh, how they went from Egyptian mythology to Norse mythology. They touch on the fact that they were at Egyptian mythology at one time, but they don't talk about why that went, why that changed. And I kind of wish they had spent more time on that. But otherwise, it's good, um, good solid documentary on the creation of one of the best games ever. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely recommend that. It's on, it's on YouTube, the whole thing for free on, mm-hmm. on just plain old YouTube. It's an hour and a half. Yeah, it popped up on my uh, feed, and I was like, oh, man, I got to watch it, but I saw how long it was. I, Same. Okay, I'm going to put some time away for this, and, and then rem- I'll watch it later. And it reminded me, our earliest episodes was talking about the announcement of God of War. Yeah. <laughs> um, about was, E3. Like our second episode, about wow. E3. Uh-huh. Um, but also uh, reminded me, Ben, you called me and were surprised that I had gone to E3 at one time yeah. in, in middle school. I don't know if you know this. I used to want to be a game developer. I was I hardcore I, into video games. You know, I think I remember you did tell me that you did want to become a game developer. I, was I remember that. I used to be really into video games. I, I had a subscription to the Game Informer. Mm-hmm. I watched G4 every... Like before G4 was... It was Tech TV. Tech TV, that's uh, right, yeah. Dude, trust me. That's when... Uh, um, actually, my because of the show X-Play, yeah, that's how yeah. my brother and I got really into it. was like, okay, we're going to like watch X-Play if they say a game. That's how we got into God of War in the first place. Yeah, me too. They said God of War is a 5 out of 5. Everyone should be playing this game, so... I went out, bugged my mom. She bought it for me, and I'm like, "No, they're right. This game is freaking amazing." Yeah, so it kind of like reminded me of that. They talk about God of War where it started, and I was like, "Man, that was that's right. That used to be like a passion of mine." That, mm-hmm. And honestly, like it was just kind of a, a path that I took to the to the to the decision of wanting to just be a storyteller. Like it was just an avenue of wanting to be a story wanting to be a storyteller that just yeah. took me to where I am Same. now. Because I wanted to be a director. Yeah, and then I was like, I don't want to do that. I just want to write. Yeah. I just want to be the guy who tells the story. I don't want to do it. Exactly. That's kind yeah. of where I where yeah. I landed. Um, uh, that's all I got for this one. Do we want to move on? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I soaked up a lot of air, so let's go on. I love air. Bread and butter. And here's your bread. And your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Okay, okay. Not in my ear. Thank you. All right, then to start off with our bread and butter, we have three mm. bits of sad news. Oh, jeez. What this, a week. This was quite a week for um, celebrity deaths, unfortunately. Um, so let's start with um, the big one. Alvin Sargent, an Oscar-winning writer uh, for Julia, which is a Holocaust film from the 1970s, and Ordinary People. Um, he was probably, you'll probably, as our audience will probably know him best from the, as the writer of Spider-Man 2, the co-writer of Spider-Man 3, and he did a rewrite on, on The Amazing Spider-Man. So he oh, okay. was pretty p- into, like, he's... Spider-Guy. He's the reason why Spider-Man Two is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote that movie. Yeah, alone. Nobody alone. co-wrote that one with him. That yeah. movie is so good. Sam Raimi co-wrote with him Spider-Man Three. Which Ivan Raimi too. That. Ivan Raimi did. Yeah. Okay. Ivan Raimi and Sam Raimi both co-wrote. Ivan Raimi uh, with him for Spider-Man Three. Right. But was, Spider-Man Two was just him. Yeah. And Spider-Man Two is a really great movie. Still one of the best Very films focused. of this of uh, this uh, twenty-five years. Um, but he died at the age of ninety-two. Uh, natural causes. He'll, it's a long life. Ninety two yeah. is good. I, it's it's sad that he passed away, but at the same time, it's like ninety two is not that. It's like you were a lo- around for a long time, compared but it, compared to someone else in our death list. Yeah, 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 uh, he, for sure. Yeah, he, this was natural causes. Passed away. Seems 
pretty amicable. Yeah. Really just wanted to bring it up because he wrote Spider-Man 2, and we should all remember yeah. that yeah. this is the guy that gave us Spider-Man 2. He's he Oscar, wrote that movie. Oscar-winning writer who wrote Spider-Man 2. That's it's awesome. Amazing. Yeah, it's really great. Um, then I think uh, probably next would be Peggy Lipton. Yeah. Uh, this was a um, former model who's best known for her roles on The Mod Squad, uh, which was a police show in the 1970s I'm or 60s? 70s, because yeah. I actually did a report on The Mod Squad. Did you really? I had to for um, uh, one of my uh, radio classes back or entertainment classes back at uh, when I was at Mount Sac. That's amazing. And I, she, uh, my, my professor, she was like, okay, we're all, you're all going to have to have to pick up some of these uh, old TV shows. And I was really hoping to do Star Trek, but she never put Star Trek on the list. Mm. Instead, I got the Mod Squad. Yeah, but now you know who she is. And uh, uh, so that, that was show was apparently really good. That movie that made in the 90s is utter garbage. Don't watch it. Oh, wow. Um, she, but most, sport, most importantly, she was Norma from Twin Peaks. Norma Jean. Um, yeah. Love also, you, Norma. Also, she's the uh, mother of Rashida Jones, yeah. which I did not know. Quincy Jones really? is Quincy Jones' wife. Yep. Enki Dada. Enki Dada Jones, yes. Yeah. Um, she died at the age of 72 this week of cancer. Yeah. Oh. So that is unfortunate. Yeah, really she just she sucks. was just in the return last year. Uh, it's a real bummer, man. She was she was sickly, so she didn't go to cons. Yeah. So she's one of the only people from Twin Peaks I haven't met. Uh, it just, she's really one of the first ones to pass because like, they're all getting up there in age, and I'm yeah. like, oh, man, this is it. It's starting. It's kind of like when... when you know, James Doohan died from Star Trek. Like, it was the first first character from Star Trek to die. You know? Yeah. They get, when they get up there, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. She was a, she was wonderful as Norma. Was she? One of the most uh, uh, adorable love stories in television history. Ge- genuinely, genuinely. There's, there's something with uh, that happens with her in The Return that, like, it gave me such closure to her character. I was like, you know, no matter how the rest of the series goes, I'm just so happy this happened. Yeah. So, at least there was that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, then Pua Magasiva, mm-hmm. sure, um, who is the Red Wind Ranger in Power Rangers Ninja Storm. Okay. Died at the age of 38. Oh, wow. This is, oh, ooh, that's, that's, that's young. Yeah. Just only 10 years away from where, where Sparks and I are at. Uh, ben as well. Um, no cause of death has been given. Oh. So that's, don't know. Yeah. That's really, uh, this, that's really this, too bad. Uh, this was really important. I, I wanted to bring this up this week because... Um, I know I know we have fans who are into Power Rangers. Um, I know one in particular, uh, a friend of mine named Xander. And uh, this was important because this was uh, the, this Power Ranger show was around 2003. Mm-hmm. This guy is Samoan born uh, in New Zealand. And he was not only diversity casting, but diversity casting as the Red Ranger. And that's just crazy. And it drew a lot of attention to this series. A lot of people really love the series and look back on it fondly for that. Uh, and for what uh, he and everyone else who was in that cast brought to the table, but the fact that like he did that and passed away so young, he was also he's also was up until his passing the host of a breakfast radio yeah, show in, in New Zealand. New Zealand. Oh, um, yeah. So this this sucks. Yeah, that's uh, really sucks. And uh, the fact that he was so young. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he like he he kind of opened a whole new template for Power Ranger shows and brought a lot of people to the table of it. So that's awesome. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That really sucks. Rest in peace. Um, rest in peace to all. All right, let's get on to something else. How about the death of a, of a industry? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh! Losing! Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly support this industry. Uh, and this company, Disney, released a six-year slate of films. Oh. That is very this incomplete. This is the longest week of my life. I can't believe this was this week. Oh, man. Um, really, we don't have to talk about the whole thing. No, we I just, I forgot. We did that one time. Yeah. Um, but I do want, just some interesting things happened, uh, with this slate. It did reveal, um, some interesting nuggets. Nugs. Um, for example, New Mutants has a release date 
of where did I it just it's next year for 2020 um on April 3rd. April 3rd. Yeah. So that it looks like it's the final release date of this movie. That was shot in 2017. <laughs> I know, seriously. God. To be fair, like they need to wait for Game of Thrones to be over to do reshoots. Uh, oh, I know. Over. It's just I'm if so they're even doing them. Yeah. I'm just so over Especially like now that Dark Phoenix is being marketed as the last X-Men movie. Like what is New Mutants possibly going to be? Who knows? Who knows why this decision uh-huh. happened? No, will it be How about this? Will it be repurposed to be in the MCU? That's what I oh. That's what I suggested to him. I I don't because these are all separate characters. I don't from believe ev- it will be. I don't believe that Kevin Feige is going to go like, all right, no R movies, but this movie that we didn't make, that movie can be R and can be MC. I just don't see it. Yeah, that's true. I don't see it either. Yeah, I wish. Um, was there anything in um, the 2019 film slate that you guys Artemis Fowl. Uh, Artemis Fowl got pushed back nearly a year. Yeah. Yeah, Artemis Fowl is now. That's nuts. May 29th, 2020. Uh, I, and Ryan and I were talking about that, and I'll tell you what that means. That means that they have no faith that that movie's going to establish a franchise because that kid is young. Mm-hmm. And if they thought that they were going to get more, they would want to get that out so they could make the sequels while he's young. That kid's going to uh, get Stranger Things. So he's straight get up. So old. They, they must not believe in this. I wonder if a lot of it is. I wonder if a lot of that reason is because they have recently acquired Fox. And Fox oh yeah, no, like, it's it's definitely like a packed summer. So you look at you look at the slate for 2019 and 2020 because those films were already set. Yep. yep. Disney is competing with itself. No, yeah, I I totally understand that. Artemis Fowl being pushed back to May is nearly a year. I'm like, if you pushed it back to January, February, I'd get it. They pushed it back to May. I'm they pushed like, it back to a summer release yeah. date. That again. that's that's. It's weird. I don't know why they. I don't. I don't think that they have a lot of faith in it. To be honest, it's possible. Uh, the other thing that I do want to touch on. Um, it's nice to see Box Burgers movie is still is still uh, on this Heck list. Yeah. Uh, West Side Story. Nice to see. I'm Maria. glad that that's got a release date. That's Steven Spielberg's uh, West Side Story. Um, I um, I'm interested to see what Spielberg specifically can do with a musical. He'd want to do one for decades. So it's nice to see. Um, the other thing that I do want to touch on, and I tweeted about this. It's um worrying to me and i realize that the slate isn't complete it can't be there's no way in hell um but it's worrying to me that after 2019 there are no fox searchlight films mm-hmm. and the reason why it worries me is because fox 2000 was recently shuttered there are no more films coming from fox sure. 2000 it's gone uh fox searchlight however was promised so was fox 2000 both were promised to be staying around in the disney family fox 2000 is no longer fox searchlight i'm worried will go that same way which means we will lose that avenue of filmmaking, that place where smaller independent films can be put out and made um, and things like that. So that, that worries me. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know that that's... I, I will say this. Uh, indie movies take much shorter amounts of time to get created and put out than big epic blockbusters. Uh-huh. True. Like, m- literally months. Yeah. So, like, I, I, that is worrying, but I honestly, until they show me like it's done i i I think it's too early to really be worried i I agree it's too early this this slate in general because of it it just looks like a lot of broad strokes with big big tent poles they wouldn't put all their tiny movies on here because no one really cares about well i mean they are all on here oh only only everything only well no only the ones that go up to like next year 2020 yeah. yeah yeah because they don't know like they list things all the way up to 2027 but those are all just broad strokes yeah so this is just i think this is just reassessing Things that they acquired from Fox and mm-hmm. and trying to place everything so they're the not established stuff already. I don't mm-hmm. think this is saying this is the this is the everything of what they're doing going yeah, yeah. forward. No, this I, is just I, like 
we're resettling. This is what it looks like right now. I agree. That's what that's what it looks like. Um, it is it is because of what happened to Fox Two Thousand. Sure. I am on. I'm kind of a in yeah yeah height. I'm with you. Um, I get that. Especially because I like Fox Fox Searchlight a lot, and I did like Fox Two Thousand a lot. Um, Fox Searchlight. It also acquires films, so it stands to reason that they have not yet acquired movies to be yeah. released. Right. So there's also that. That that's very likely, actually. Yeah. Um, I just hope that you know Disney still sees an avenue for those independent films. I'm Fox sure. I'm sure they do. They they've got a lot. They've got to sort through. Yeah. The other. So so moving on to some of the other things. Um, next year, surprising to see only two Marvel movies. Right, so there were originally going to be three, but we figured that they just knocked off a date, and that was probably what Guardians 3 was originally supposed to be. Yeah, so we have one in May, May mm -hmm. 1st, yep. which is free comic book day. That stands to reasons. Nice. It's the same thing. Uh, they always do that. And then uh, one in November. So almost definitely the May one is Black Widow. Yeah. It's, it's and November so. is likely Eternals. That's very true. I would uh, bet money on that as well. Yeah. Um, which means the one after is in the next year is uh, probably Doctor Strange too. Yeah, and then probably Guardians because that's starting to film in 2020. Maybe. I think probably the... Well, anyway, so the year in 2021, we have three Marvel films. Now, 2021 is wh where we get to the broad strokes that Sparks was yeah, talking yep. about. A lot of 2021 is just Untitled Marvel, Untitled Disney, Untitled Marvel, Untitled Disney, Untitled Pixar, Untitled Indiana Jones. I bet you one of those Untitled Marvels is Spider-Man. No, Spider-Man has put up a Sony. It wouldn't land. It wouldn't land oh. on this list. Yeah, they they, they don't just they kidding. don't drop it until womp it's decided over there. So Indiana yeah. Jones though, yeah. Until Spider Man's always kind of like a bonus Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that could be the third Marvel movie next year. What did they What did they really try to? No, push I don't think they'll that. push a Spider Man movie out next year. Um, yeah. So the Untitled Indiana Jones <laughs> has a release date. This is the fifth Indiana Jones film of July 9th, two thousand twenty-one. So that's interesting. Wow. How okay. old is Harrison Ford now? Old. <laughs> Doesn't matter. They can de-age and make him young. Yeah. <laughs> Disney, Disney so has a young a Indiana magic. Jones adventure. They have all the money in the world. Actually, we were talking about this at Disneyland. Yes, we uh, talked about it in the Indiana Jones ride. Yeah. <laughs> did I you? Would, yeah, yes. we really did. Man. I thought it would be really interesting to see a uh, World War II adventure of, of young Harrison Ford being Indiana Jones. I I merely I merely pointed out that it had never occurred to me that with Disney budget and money and everything that they've done so far, uh, they could definitely do an Indiana Jones movie where he's just de-aged the entire movie. Well, it had never on. occurred to me yeah. that that could be the thing, and I'm like, oh, that could be. And I'm not even saying like necessarily he has to look the same he did in Last Crusade, but but he could still look younger just, than he did. Just in younger Crystal than he looks now, Crystal yeah. Skull. Yeah. And this mostly came from like, where do you go from a movie where, where the last old. one was the gag is he's old. Yeah. He's double old. He's double old. Yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah. That's the problem that in, that James Bond ran into. Like, right. Well, now he was old James Bond. What do we do? He's older James Bond. Yeah. He's old old James Bond. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know what you guys are saying about the Fox Searchlight thing does ring does ring a little bit more true. Looking at the 2021 and the 2022 slate for 2021, there are two Fox films on that slate. One of them being Avatar 2. Right. So they moved after Avatar 2 to another year. Uh, we're looking at like 12 years since that first movie came out. Yep. Oh my god. And then uh, 2022, there's no Fox movies. It's just Disney. And again, you know, Untitled Marvel, Untitled Pixar, Untitled Marvel, Untitled Disney, Untitled Pixar, Untitled Disney, Untitled Marvel, Untitled Disney, Untitled Disney, Untitled Disney, Untitled Star Wars. Yeah. Like, that's, see, that's I wanted, to, I wanted to say that specifically because if you look at those these dates, there are two films coming out a month for Disney each, almost each month. Like, they have packed everything to so the point where they're going to start losing money from other films now as a company they can reallocate funds and things like that but it's getting it's getting to be who a knows problem. who knows how it'll sort out as it goes to right so the other thing you know avatar 2 2021 star wars so we have the first new star wars film in 2022 
Yep. Uh, this is the first new Star Wars film taking since a break. Rise of the Skywalker. They are taking a two-year break, looks like. Um, December, it looks like the December spot is their home for Star <laughs> Wars, as it should be, I think. Do we yeah. know if that's that's not going to be episode 10? So really, no. really, it'll be, really, it'll be three years. Yeah, just about. It's not episode ten. No, they're taking no, a break. No, from no, that. no. It's not going to be because no, I because I, I remember we were talking about because Ryan Johnson still has his. It's the Game of Thrones guys. It's the Game of Thrones guys. Are we sure about that? Because it could be the <laughs> Ryan Johnson guys. It's, it's not Ryan Johnson. <laughs> it's no Ryan Johnson did say as soon he's as not ready. as soon as this new film is done, he's going to work on Star Wars. Three years is plenty of time. Yeah, who knows? I I I'm willing to bet it's the Star Wars. It's the Ryan Johnson one. We'll okay. see. Yeah, I'm putting my number there, but I will it, not be surprised if it is the Game of Thrones guys. Uh, yeah, it is crazy that. They have funded and built and made all these Avatar sequels that are coming. I was just thinking about it. I'm like, it is nuts that they are making so many ma- Avatar sequels. They're making them. And that, like, it's happening. Yeah, like like the money is already out on them, and they're just they're coming out. Like Avatar two could bomb, and guess what? They're still coming out. That's nuts. That's actually how I feel about Godzilla: King of the Monsters. Like it could bomb. I'm still getting Kong versus Congress Godzilla. Godzilla yeah. Right. It's the same thing, except <laughs> yeah. it's like three times. Yeah. yeah. Um, as Parks was saying, so after 2022, the only things listed for 2023, 24, 25, 26, 27 are Star Wars and Avatar. Yeah. They just alternate every December. So 2023, Avatar 3, 2024, Uh Star Wars, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So that's interesting. I'm curious to see how a lot of these pan out. I want to know what one of these untitled Disney's and Pixar's are. Time will tell. Yeah, we'll find out. Untitled untitled Disney live actions probably means remakes of an animated classic. Hercules Mm -hmm. Baby. Or more Maleficent-like sequels. Yeah. So we'll see. What's the second list called? Queen of Evil? Mistress, Mistress of, of Evil. Mistress of Evil? We're close. Mm. I'm so curious. Yeah, very curious about that. Um, so thank God we don't need to talk about Marvel ever again. But I like Marvel. Um, I'm Marvel out. Definitely not, there's definitely not a trailer. There is nothing more we need to talk about. Oh, real Marvel. quick. However... Um, before we jump into more Marvel stuff, I watched an interview. We're not with talking any more Marvel stuff. Shut up. Uh, I was queuing <laughs> up something stupid. <laughs> uh, I watched an interview with Anthony Mackie. He was on the IMDb uh, uh, website and he did an interview. And it only has 100,000 views. But he dropped a bombshell that no one's talking about. Uh, he's, <coughs> they, the dude was straight up tell, asking him questions about Endgame. And he's just calling him Captain America. And he's accepting that like Sam Wilson is a new Captain America. And he's like, yeah, it's really cool, blah, blah, blah. Me and Chris had this great moment. And he's like, well, how does it feel to be Captain America? And he's like, well, I haven't worn the suit yet, so like, I don't know what the suit and the shield look like yet, but like, that show starts soon, so I'll know soon. Hell yeah. And he said, oh, he said, said the show is starting I soon. Mean, I mean, I, I, I said, can't imagine yeah. that the Falcon show, because it has to take place after Endgame. I just didn't yeah. think he would be <clears throat> Captain America, is my thing. I don't think he necessarily will be. I think that he's going to be wrestling with, like we said, I think that show is going to be about him wrestling with becoming Captain yeah. America. But what I mean is like, it's called Winter Soldier and Falcon. Yeah. Like, he's not the Falcon. He, he is Falcon, but he has a shield is what I mean. <clears> I didn't <throat> expect it to be there. Yeah. I thought it would have been like a prequel I didn't think show. they were just going to ignore I didn't, the way I, Endgame It's a sequel, and that's cool. I only yeah. think there's one show coming out that's that's a prequel, and that's Loki. Yeah. That's the only one I'm willing to bet it's a prequel. WandaVision? Yeah. I think it's a sequel. All right. I, I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. I just have no idea what that show c- is. <laughs> it, just, it just feels weird to bring back Vision in a show. It's just my. It's just my theory. I sure. could be wrong. No, yeah, I know. Um, we all could be wrong. Yeah. So I just have here just a lot of like comic inspired things. <clears throat> oh, sorry, real quick, because you brought up Anthony Mackie. Did all of you hear how he found out he was Captain? America? Yeah, it's the same interview. <laughs> no, how no, you found no. out? It's the same okay, interview. Okay, no, he brought it up even before that. Oh, uh, did he? Yeah, he brought it up a, a, like a week and a half ago. I forgot to mention I'm it. So Anthony Mackie, the way he found out is he was hanging out with Chris Evans at, at like Chris Evans' place, 
And Chris Evans was like, man, are you excited? And Anthony Mackie's like, what are you talking about? And Chris Evans ran into the back of the house and grabbed the script and brought it out. And he's like, look. And he's like, read it. And Anthony Mackie read it. So Chris Evans gave him the script where he read that he was oh, that's Captain cool. America. Aww. And they had like they a had drunken, amazing night together yeah, yeah. that night. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. cute. All right, so I like that. back to this. Yeah. I have a whole thing. It's just like <laughs> comic conspired things. Uh, <laughs> spoiler Shrine game. Yeah, Spoiler Shrine game. Um, the, inter- the Eternals um, has rumors. If you go back to my stupid little setup, this is what I was queuing. Oh, I thought I thought <laughs> I forgot there was still news. <laughs> yeah. So the Eternals um, had uh, had some rumors coming up, and one specifically is Handsome a casting. Boy. Is a casting Richard Madden. Handsome man. Uh, I think the NFL guy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, That's John Madden. But I know. Close enough. Richard Madden from Game of Thrones and Cinderella. He's going supposedly. Play. Oh yeah, Cinderella. Yeah, he forgot. Oh, King of the North. Supposedly, the rumor is he'll be Icarus. That's that's amazing casting. So. Uh, there are only rumors going to come up from the Eternals. But oh, sure. But, you know, that's cool. Everybody's just assuming Angelina Jolie's cast, so yeah. Yeah. might as well assume this. This too. is going to be a Matt Smith situation like a year. The movie's <laughs> yeah. coming out, God. and Angelina Jolie's, she's at the God. premiere. She's like, oh, I'm not in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here to mess with you. All. I don't know how that started, but I'm not in this movie. That's great. Yeah. Um, I was just invited funny. to come, so I, I if was like, right. He just let that sit yeah. out there for a year. I know. If he is in the movie... uh. This is a super weird, interesting cast, um, and it's it's. I really like that guy, and I'd like for him to do more things. So that's yeah. cool. So it looks like, look, if this movie is in fact the second Marvel film to come out next year, as we are speculating, then this movie ha- would have to be filming soon. Yeah, and August. Therefore, this this casting news would be leaking out. And, and regardless, uh, like appropriately, a movie has to be filming for that time yeah. slot soon. It seems very likely it's Eternals because we're not hearing about casting for anything else. Right. Exactly. So, so yeah. So that's cool. If, if true, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, Doctor yeah. Strange 2 has some rumors um, as well. And now, normally, I kind of... There's no casting things, but I did think this was interesting. Normally, I wouldn't really say anything about this. However, this account that it came from accurately, pre- act- accurately quote-unquote, spoiled the end of Endgame. Mm, okay. um, so it's a reliable source for the most part. But uh, he's saying that Brother Voodoo and Clea are going to be part of the story for the for the next Doctor Strange film. Brother mm. Voodoo is so cool. Brother Blue, Brother. Brother Bluedoo, yeah. Bro- brother Voodoo. He's cool. I didn't realize had a his brother was in the first Doctor Strange. He's the guy who was killed in the in the New York Sanctum. Oh, okay. Interestingly okay. enough, interesting. Ne- okay. Never named, but apparently yeah. like in the a credits, fun little thing. Yeah, it's a fun little All nod right. to Brother. Voodoo. Uh, brother Voodoo becomes uh, the Sorcerer Supreme in the comics a little bit as well in Bendis's Avengers. Yeah. So yeah, so if true, that'd be cool. That's cool. Um, wait, I don't think I actually want to talk about this. Um, is it Guardian stuff? Yes, yeah, the Guardians thing. I, I don't. Think I just brought it up, so I, I'm not going to edit this out. If we're talking about Doctor Strange, might as well talk about. I think this is awesome, I don't but know it's not what true. This is. We don't know that. We didn't know that. He said it's not true. Oh, sorry, Michael Rooker. I thought you meant the plot stuff. No, I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I meant Suicide Squad. So, okay. Suicide. I was oh. so confused. You guys were saying Guardians, and I'm like, what Guardians? The do Marvel you stuff. So did I. Oh. I was okay. like, what's going a on? A rumor came out that Michael Rooker might be playing King Shark. Yes. That's what we're talking squad. about. Yes. Yeah. In we Suicide Squad. We are on the same page. Which would that have been rumor, awesome. That yeah. rumor has been debunked. Yes. Michael Rooker himself said he's not doing the movie yet. That's a bummer. That I'm going. I'm going to add the caveat of yet. I don't think he'll be King Shark, but he could be in the movie. I, I'm almost certain he'll he, show up. Yeah, it's like a cameo or something, if anything. But like he's been in every single James Gunn movie. There's no way he's not going to be in this movie. Yeah. So he in some he, capacity. He said that this wasn't happening. So I, I'm. He said this is not true. I am not casting this movie. I yeah. still like the cool. idea of Idris Elba being, being King Shark. So yeah, yeah. supposedly he'll be Deathstroke now. Yeah. 
Which no, that's Joel Manganiello. No, he, no. He, there's a recent rumor saying that they're oh. going to they're going to make I him hope that's not true too. Oh. Poor Joe. I know, right? He was so happy to be Deathstroke. They won't too. let him do anything. Brandon, the thing I was mentioning was there was yes. a Thor uh, plot leak, and I thought that's where you were leaning to it. So like, oh, we don't okay. have to talk about it, but it involves like what the villain might be and stuff like that. Okay, well, we, no, yeah, we'll yeah. wait to see. Um, all right, so Batwoman was ordered to series. Woo. Mm-hmm. Um, unsurprising, but still cool. Uh, we don't know how long the series is going to be, but CW recently picked up a couple of things, and that one being the other one. That I one hope being it's one of them. Thirteen episodes. Um, I it, hope it's good. Yes, me too. Uh, the other shows that they picked up are Katie Keene, the spinoff of Riverdale, and Nancy Drew. Um, okay. So interesting. Um, Riverdale's getting a spinoff already. Yeah, I thought this was interesting. Well, Sabrina. Sabrina's not a spinoff. Sabrina's not. That's her yeah. own thing. Okay, well, I know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought this was interesting. I don't know if you actually saw this, but uh, Lost Boys was being turned into a TV series on the CW yeah, by Rob that. Thomas. It did not get picked up. Matchbox 20, Rob Thomas? Uh, the writer of iZombie. Oh, okay. Um, it, it did not get picked up, but CW is still interested in it, so they're going to retool and reshoot the, tr- the pilot and see if they can pick it up for the next time. So I thought that was kind of cool. I like Lost Boys, so uh, I'm okay with that. I, I, was I like Lost Boys. I don't know if I... Need another vampire show on the CW? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't yeah. gonna mention this, but I I really want to, so I'm sorry. You don't like Lost Boys? No. Uh, there was another show that the CW passed out passed on, and I'm shocked. And I just wanted to bring it up because I'm just baffled that they passed it. Is it so, another Teen Angst t- television show? So they they passed on a show called Glamorous. <laughs> now Glamorous is a is quote a drama pilot about a gender nonconforming high school grad who gets his j- dream job starring potential. Sorry, the show sorry potential breakout Ben J Pierce. It was done by Marlon Wayans Jr. Like I'm shocked. That is the CW. Yeah. Like in maybe bold it was just bad underlined letters. That's the CW. I mean, I don't. I don't. No offense to the Wayneses, but they're not like most of their track records aren't great. Yeah, I was shocked to see that one didn't get picked up. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just actually really bad. <laughs> Probably is just really bad. Having all the teen demographics. I mean, isn't I mean enough. if the CW looked at it and went, nope. Yeah. No, there's no way we can work that. That's on like Holmes and Watson level bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like not even Netflix would touch it. Yeah. No, thanks. Um, all right. Man. Moving on. Moving on to DC. Um, some more DC DC showcase. Those, those CW shows are wrapping up and half of them are real good and half of them are yikes. Yeah. As you Sounds like a CW season. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the DC Showcase is a is a series of animated shorts that came out with their DC animated films for a while. Uh, things like The Spectre. Um, I've, Catwoman had one. They were really good. I liked them a lot. I especially liked The Spectre. Uh, they stopped making them after a while. However, they are returning. Okay. Uh, DC Showcase is returning in 2019, this year, in 2020. Um, they, will also, they will again be included in animated film releases. Um, they apparently will open with a new live-action branding sequence that features, quote, a few Easter eggs spe- specifically added for observant fans. Live-action? Yeah, little, like, I think it's, like, little, like, bookends of, like, someone reading a comic book or okay. something. I don't know. Hmm. Um, not, like, Batman and Wonder Woman. And no, I don't think it's anything like that. Not like the MCU. Um, no. But uh, there are five shorts, and I was thought it'd be interesting to see what these are. So Sergeant Rock is getting a short okay. by Bruce Tim. Okay. 
Um, real good. I like that a lot already. Uh, written by Lewis Simonson and Walter Simonson. Okay. Uh, Louise Li- Simonson and Walter Simonson That's and awesome. Tim Sheridan. That's a hell of a team. With Carl Urban as the voice of Sergeant Rock. This is awesome. Yeah, that sounds great, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. This is like Marvel had their Hulu stuff, and now like DC's got their... This is great. Yeah, these are short films, by the way. This is still sweet. Short. That's totally yeah. fine. I'm okay um, with that. The, the story is, the original tale finds battle-weary Sergeant Rock thinking he has seen everything that World War II can dish out, but he is in for the surprise of his life when he is assigned to lead a company consisting of legendary monsters into battle against an unstoppable platoon of Nazi zombies. That sounds awesome. Bruce Timm's art, Carl Urban voicing this story? Hell yeah, I'm yeah. in. That sounds great. Yeah. I'm totally into this. Um, Adam Strange. Yes. Uh, produced and directed by Butch L- Lukic. Uh, who did Batman Unlimited, the TV series. Okay. Um, written by J.M. DeMantis. Um, Charlie Weber, who's uh, from How to Get Away with Murder, will be the voice of Adam Strange. Okay. Um, on a rugged asteroid mining colony, few of the toiling workers are aware that their own drunk was ever anything but an interplanetary derelict. Um, but when the miners open a fissure into the home of a horde of deadly alien insects. His true identity is exposed. He is space adventurer Adam Strange, whose heroic backstories is played out in flashbacks as he struggles to save the, pe- the very people who have scorned him for so long. That's how, that that kind of sounds cool. I'm going to watch both of these. Yeah, I'm into that. Death, as in Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Death. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Uh, produced and directed by Sam Liu. That kind of gives me pause. I don't much care for him. He's like the newer... He's kind of the new Bruce Tim. He's yeah, been yeah, directing yeah. most of the animated films. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's got some good ones, like The Dark Knight Returns, but he's also got some bad ones. Yes. So, uh, also written by James DeMantis. Mm-hmm. Um, Leonard Nam from Westworld will voice a character called Vincent, and Jamie Chong from The Gifted and Big Hero 6 will voice Death. Oh, okay. And the story, Vincent, an artist with unresolved inner demons, meets a mysterious girl who helps him come to terms with his creation, with crea- with his creative legacy, and eventually death. That's I really like that they're leaning into Sandman. That's yeah, good. That's cool. The Phantom Stranger is also getting a short film, executive produced by Bruce Tim once again, uh, written by Ernie Altbacker from who wrote Teen Titans: The Judas Contract. Yeah. Um, Peter Serafinowicz, uh, hey, from The Tick, or hey. and we know him from Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Uh, will voice the Phantom Stranger, and Michael Rosenbaum, who was Lex Luthor on Smallville, will voice Seth, a character named Seth. Ooh, ooh, Seth. Well, Seth. Favorite DC character. Also, he was the voice of Flash on uh, Justice League. Yeah. yeah, baby. Set in the 1970s, the short follows young adult Jess as the as the uh, as she joins her friends at a party in a dilapidated mansion hosted by the mysterious Seth. When odd, when odd things begin to appear, to happen to Jess and her friends, the Phantom Stranger intervenes to save her from a dreary fate. Ooh. These all sound different and cool. Yeah, these all sound really cool. The last one we have no information on. Oh, cool. I love however, it. However, it's Batman Death of the Family. Death it, of the Family. Death oh. in the Family. Oh, in the Family. In the oh, Family. Oh, in the Family. Yeah. It's not oh. Scott Snyder's. Oh, it's the original. Okay. Oh, well, Death of, death in the Family is so good. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess Death in the Family. Death in the Family is the original run. Yeah. 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 yeah, you're right. Um, now, no information has been released on this one except for this quote. Quote will include, it's gonna, they're calling it a innovative Batman Death in the Family long-form animated short, which will anchor a compilation set for distribution in late 2020. What does that mean? Well, I'm thinking like Superman Shazam. Superman Shazam was one of the shorts, but it was too long, so they couldn't put it in with a DVD. They had to put it out as a DVD. Yeah. So it's it's it exists as its own movie, but it's not. It was meant to be a short. It's only like thirty minutes. Yeah. yeah. So I think they're looking at that. It'll be a couple five minute shorts that will connect to be a thirty minute, forty minute kind of thing, oh, okay. and then they'll put that out with 
with the short on DVD, well, on their own DVD. Okay. Oh, that's what, that's what, if I had to assume it, that would be that. Okay. That sounds okay to me. All those sound cool. Yeah, they all sound really cool. Yeah. I'm interested in a lot of those. Um, especially knowing that they'll probably put out a compilation so I don't need to watch all the other Big films. Big old, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool. Um, then the last thing about Mar- about comics specifically comes from Marvel. I like those guys. Marvel Comics 1000 was announced this week. Was it actually announced as 1000? Yes. That's stupid. I hate this. Well, <laughs> it lines up if you th- if you so Marvel Comics uh, was a co- Marvel Comics published a book called Marvel Comics. Yes. And mm-hmm. that comic ended at 159. And that if you it, if you track it's conceivable that, like a lot of people are kind of like I think there's some funny math, but it, it's conceivable that this year would see its 1,000th issue if it kept going. It's just funny to me that, like, <laughs> they could have just called it the 80th anniversary. Yeah. 1,000 is, is a little special to DC right now. Mm-hmm. They are totally aping off of that. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. So, like, I just think it's silly that they're calling it 1,000. Yeah. I'm not saying it is. There's not a real silly. reason to call it 1,000. Yeah. And for just for me to be uh, just that nitpicky, like, for Action Detective 1,000, those books They earned that, actually. Well, yeah, they have been going on. Yeah. Because I know back in the old days, you you had Fawcett Comics, All-Star Comics, Star Comics, um, all these different names, like Journey Action Comics. I mean, Action Comics, that's where Superman started, obviously. But those, t- I mean, yeah, the, like, um, where uh, where Green Lantern first came out, what was it, All-Star Comics, or was that Flash? I think All-Star Comics was, out, was uh, Jay Garrick. Showcase was Flash. Yeah. But Alan Scott, sorry. Yeah, but but still, those comics don't exist anymore. We're not getting uh, Star Comics or All Star Comics one thousand. Yeah, but this isn't this isn't so I kinda, surprising. I kind of surprising. I kind of see that Marvel do kind of doing like a cheap shot to DC. No, it isn't surprising. Like, I'm just disappointed by it. I mean, yeah, it's not. It's not that. It's not. I think there is a. I'm not going to say that. You, I agree, Brian. I'm just real quickly just because what I'm about to say is going to sound like I don't, but yeah. I do agree. Um, but there is a way to say that. You know, when DC did their one millionth issue thing, they tracked when it would be that the one millionth issue had come out. And so they put out a bunch of one millionth issue and set in that year. It was like the 856th century or whatever the hell. So I think the idea that they're looking at is, you know, our namesake comic is no longer being published, unlike DC's is. So what would it look like if it had been published this entire time? Yeah. But I do think you're absolutely correct that. Hey, one thousand is popular right now. Let's do that. Yeah. Because um, oh. if they just called the eightieth anniversary issue, like that would have been just yeah. Because that's mm-hmm. what it is to me. Um, so it is the it is the eightieth anniversary issue. It's an anthology series, eighty stories with eighty teams. Oh boy. Um, this is gonna be an expensive. That's comic. gonna be a thick book. Holy it's crap. one page each. Oh, what? That's lame. <laughs> Every team gets one page to tell a story from one year. So at start. So the first page will be set in nineteen thirty nine. The last page will be set in two thousand nineteen. So I hope this one works page out. Each. I hope this works. Al Ewing is making sure that everything fits. He's the kind of like the showrunner to it. He did a he did a he did a similar thing with like a choose your own adventure Deadpool story. So he's kind of helping them script this and make sure it all fits. And it's, it's supposed to be and like one page issues aren't and people do one page stories all the time. Like it's not hard. Um, but it will be interesting to see how they all tie in if they all connect and things like that. Um, 80 that's a lot of pages supposedly it's going to be so Al Ewing is also shaping it but he's also going to be the writer for the books that don't have writers so like for the pages that don't have writers so if it's like um, Mike Diodato Jr. is one of the is one of the people he's not writing he's just drawing so Al Ewing will write that script and so on and so forth there's a lot of there's a lot of teams yeah so um, for example Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw doing a page Uh, Al Ewing is doing a page with um, his Immortal Hulk. A lot of old artists. school creators in, coming back, like in, inevitably, like there'll be cool pages, but 
There can't be real substance there. Like really, right? I mean, there could be. I guess. I uh, mean, hey, um, one page, like, like I said, one page comics are a thing. People no, do know, them all the time. I know short stories. No, I get they it. They are, but plenty of for, substance in those. Characters like Marvel for that Marvel has, especially with since it's an eighty year. The Alex Ross cover looks really good, by the way. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. Let, I'm let, not, let, this, let, this idea isn't Johnson for me. Like if you like for a detective in an action one thousand, where it said, "Hey, we have a few big time writers for this character. They're gonna write a short story." Th- uh, three or four or five pages maybe but they're all going to be in Action 1000 that's fine that worked that was worth celebration of those issues and of that character whereas this one's like let's just get something out quick 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 it's, fast, it's, fast 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 it's something where I you know you're going to it's w- something where you know you're going to go through and you're going to be like I'm definitely going to find some gems a few but I'm gems. also going to find some stinkers yeah. sure yeah um, people like I, I don't think it was something they put out because this is not something you put out on the cheap well, fast obvious, you can't and they also have like Eric Larson who like does not like writing for Marvel at all and he's like he does Savage Dragon he's super indie hates big time yeah. too and even he came back he's like yeah it's the 80th anniversary they paid me money Tom Taylor is doing a page uh, Al Ewing as I said Phil Lord and Christopher Miller and Javier Rodriguez they're collaborating on a page I'm sure there's, like, I'm sure like there's a, a large yeah. large list of talented people but, it's yeah. a, but they're only getting a page Jeff Lemire I, I want to talk about the Creative list, real quick, because there's some there's some people that I wanted to touch on um, in here. So Jeff Lemire, um, I'm very excited. I like Jeff Lemire. Brad Meltzer coming back to do Marvel comics and God knows how long. Um, <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yep, first what? ever Marvel comic. He loves comics. He he's a comic book writer now. Seriously? Oh yeah, he writes a he writes a Mycroft Holmes series for like Dynamite or something. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the championship winning All Star Laker. Yeah, he's yeah. a Marvel. He's a comic book writer now. Yeah, dude, he's a cool guy. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's really an interesting dude. Um, Taboo from Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, is a self-proclaimed Marvel fan. Okay, um, is Eminem writing something? <laughs> no, I. You know what? I would not be surprised. <laughs> Matthew Rosenberg, um, a couple of others. Let's see. Charles Soule. Yep. Steve McNiven. I like that. I like that team a lot. No Bendis, huh? Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. I don't think Bendis would come back since he's exclusive with, Mar- with DC now. Yeah, yeah. That's a contract, baby. Yeah, that's a contract. Jeff Loeb and Tim but Sale, though, first collaboration since Captain America White. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, let's see, Al Ewing, Steve Epting, Al Ewing, Christian Ward, um, uh, Eric Larson, as, as you said. Um, yeah, so there's there's a lot. Mike Theodore, Dooner, I, Jason I, I just imagine it's going to be a lot of like anniversary pages of like the, the, the Jeff Lubb Tim Sale is going to be like a great looking Captain America. Just like he was the best among us and just like a one page Captain oh, America. Patrick thing. Gleason. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. But like, but I don't think that's if this what is going to be a self-contained story that has 80 different looking pages. No, I think I think it's 80 self-contained pages. That's I think it's 80 self-contained yeah, exactly. stories. I don't want that. It's for each year. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like I don't want that. Each, yeah. yeah. Like I don't I don't, want, I don't think I it's going either. to be a I don't think it's going to be a, a splash page gallery. I think yeah. it's going to be panel layouts and I don't think they'd go they'd do all this effort. And again, oh, yeah. it's a lot of effort to no, do yeah, something I'm, like this. I'm not saying that. No. Um it's I don't think they would go through all that effort to just do splash page, splash page, splash page, splash page. No, I know. Like, you know, I, I liked Detective Comics 1000 for the most part, but I was disappointed that the Gleason and Tomasi book was Look, just splash pages. You know what it is? It's that, yeah, this is a lot of great talent and everything, but they're still being condensed to having to form a narrative on a single page. This isn't something that every single person on this volunteered with an idea already in their head. They're having to come up with something. Yeah. So that doesn't mean that everything that e- these talented people have created before, that doesn't mean that this page that they create is going to be good. No, it's true. It just doesn't. But it's also, but just to play devil's advocate, because again, I don't disagree with you guys. Yeah. I know I'm, I know I'm being defensive. No, I, I'm not, I, I, I don't mean to be. I know. But just to play devil's advocate, it could also be a a, a way to do something really creatively interesting, something a challenge almost. Ag- again, 
there will definitely be good ones. Look at there the, are, um, are just more likely um, to be more ones where you just kind of either read them and they're not great, or you go, yeah. Okay, so like Detective Comics and Action Comics had like four or five stories, right? Uh-huh. But they had like a dozen covers. Well, like I only like like three of those covers, right? So if there's eighty stories. If I don't like 50 of them, that's a huge waste of a like $20 book possibly. Sure, yeah. And I'm just like, I don't like the fundamental idea that they're going for. That's Yeah. And like, it is cool to see all these people come back, but if I want them to come back, I want them to come back for more than five panels. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, so uh, editor Tom Brevert said, this is by far the most complex and complicated and difficult book I've ever had to assemble. I hope. And C.B. Sobolski, our characters are mentioned in so many different ways and in so many different mediums, and we always keep track. Now these distinguished individuals are able to contribute uh, back to the comics they grew up on. Basically referring to the fact that Phil Lord and Chris Miller are you know, doing a page. Yeah, that's cool. So that's interesting. I'm, hey, look, you know what? If it, if it works out, I mean, it could be really it, good. When it comes out, I'll, prob- I'll probably flip through it, and if it's nice, and if I like what I see, then I'll probably pick it up. It's going to be hella expensive. You know, but, that's the, but that's the thing. But I think it's eight pages. How big was uh, Detective in 1000? 80, 80 pages. Yeah, so yeah. it's going to be uh, probably ten, ten. Seven, bu- seven, eight ten. bucks. Marvel it'll be nine, nine, nine. <laughs> It'll be nine, 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 nine. Nine, nine, nine. Um, the the thing is, you know, it I you know kind of looks like Avengers, like the first Avengers movie. Either that movie succeeded and it's great, mm-hmm. or it failed. Yeah, like this is a lot of, like the same thing. Like as Ryan was saying, if you don't like fifty stories in that, it's a failure. Either this book succeeds or it fails. There's no in between. There and, can't be with this with this sort of thing. And like DC has not as bad but marvel loves putting out these really expensive books yes yeah yes, like do. every number new number one is like double size 8.99 for no reason and i was yeah. like this this warrants you know it's 80th anniversary sure but i'm like I, like sure eric larson coming back to write five panels in a in a, in a 80 page book that's pretty cool that dude doesn't like marvel comics so like wh- what could he really give me what's if it's what's what if it's a scathing look yeah, at yeah i'm just like right, yeah there's it's it's just, it's super in- it's just a very interesting take. And the other thing is, and I like, hope it works. The, I hope it works too. Uh, to be to be honest, yeah. And, you know, but they also also like, what what is there to tell for each year? That's what I mean. Like every decade, every era has something to tell. Has a distinctive art. But not every year does. And that's that's what the that's what the variants were for Detective in Action. Yeah, you know, they were eras, and they they all each had a distinct I, look. This one, how do you distinctively make each year look? Different. Not to mention, like, there's definitely going to be a, a case of you're going to be seeing a lot of characters a lot, and then maybe some characters not at all because they're not having all these people come in and then saying you have to do this character though. Mm-hmm. So, like, what are the odds that Jessica Jones gets represented? Well, she won't be represented until she's created in the early 2000s. So she's only going to be at the end of the book. See, well, eventually, like, you know what? 2000s, you could do a Jessica Jones story because that's you, reminiscent but, but, of Marvel. But you Knights. get my point, like, and go smaller than Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones is actually more well known these days, but like, go smaller than that. A lot of these characters are. What are the odds we see Moon Knight in this? Or Kamala Khan, who was introduced like five years ago. She yeah. will not be in that book unless it's page 75. What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen between um, from when Captain America was created up until say Spider Man? How many? How many of these people are coming in and going? I want to do a Captain America story. Or I want to do a Spider-Man story. Yeah. Or they're going to get stuck with like a C-list character that they want. Actually, truthfully, I think the more interesting stuff will be in the last 25 pages because those are the ones that saw the most change from Marvel. They yeah. saw the most new characters, the most Sure, that's true. Ideals. And that's 25 out of 80 yeah. that I might really enjoy. And then a lot of ones I might not. <laughs> right. And that's why this is kind of... Anyway, I'd like to move on. Okay. Yeah. All right. um, yeah, so hopefully it works. I love you, Marvel. Hopefully it works, um, but won't be surprised if it doesn't. Yeah. Um, all right, so some trailers. Ooh. Final Fantasy VII uh, had a had a, a teaser, <gasps> a re-release. Sorry, I was behind. A, a re-release, teaser re-release. Yeah. That was the for its remake. remake. Um, 
Yeah. It's coming out in 15 years? No. Okay, so uh, real quick, uh, the history behind this. So this game was being made outside of Sony. Yeah. And then Sony did not like the way it was going, so they brought it internally. So they started to remake the remake. So that's why it's been in development for so long. Mm -hmm. This is the reintroduction of like, hey, this is what our game looks like. So Mm -hmm. it is going to probably be a couple years, but it's not going to be... 15 years because the guy who's making it did Kingdom Hearts 3 and Final Fantasy 15. Oh, it'll certainly be that long then. And both those games that took a long time are both out so he can focus on this. So it's yeah. going to be a couple years but now that it's focused and it looks great. Mm-hmm. So let's take, so how long did it take Final Fantasy 15 to come out? 10, 10 years. years. Okay, let's take Final, uh, so Final Fantasy 15 took 10 years. Kingdom Hearts 3 took 10 years. 10 years. No, so Kingdom, Hearts 3, Kingdom Hearts 3 took 7 years. It was 7 years when they started developing So because when people say we've been waiting 13 years, that's a lie. That's since the last game came out. That's since yes. the, the main number. It was seven yeah. years that since it was Nomura announced. had to be like, all right, I gotta leave Final Fantasy 15 because I have to make Kingdom Hearts. 3. Okay, so yeah. let's mm-hmm. say, so let's say, let's combine the two. All right, years. I gotta leave Final Fantasy 7 remake because I gotta make Kingdom Hearts 4. Well, even Final Fantasy right, 15 let's, was. Let's t- throw the two years. To, let's throw the two gaps together. 17 years till we see Final Fantasy 7. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Realistically, probably three. <laughs> yeah, Real- yeah, realistically, yeah. Uh, this is a PS5 game. Absolutely, it's oh, not. Yeah. They they've announced it's coming out on the PS4. That's ridiculous. No, here's the thing. No, guys, the PS4 comes they, out in three, the PS5 comes out in three years. No, here's the thing. Because okay, so would you rather sell a huge, big, huge budget game to the new console that nobody's bought, or the install base of a hundred million consoles on the PS4? No, for sure. But I mean, like, my it's point going to be cross-platform. My, point being, my point being that that, that it's going to come out on the PS5. Yes, but it's oh, not yeah. going to be exclusively PS5. No, I'm not saying it will yeah. be exclusively PS5. I'm saying that that that's how long yeah. this is going to take. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Many games on the 360, uh, the Xbox or the Xbox 360 came out the same, and PS2 and PS3. There were a lot of those type of games. Same with it happens every generation. Breath of the yeah, Wild. No, I know. That's yeah. all he was saying. No, I know, yeah. yeah. Um, so, as well, I think the, one of the biggest fans of Final Fantasy, I have yeah. to admit, I freaking love this trailer. It's really good I, looking. I really like the combat system from 15, and I like how they're implementing this in the 7 remake, and also I like how you can switch characters. Because one of the things that kind of bugged me about a lot about 15 was that you can't switch characters as in you're only fighting as Noctis throughout the whole game. This one, you see Cloud swing his Buster Sword. You see your, you can see Barrett shooting his gun arm. Possibly co-op multiplayer? I doubt it. I don't think so. But it's a possibility. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the game looks freaking gorgeous. And I can't wait to see what's more. I'm hoping that what they're talking about, because they said more to come in June, so I'm assuming sometime around E3 or maybe a, around E3. Uh, there's a, there's E3. a Final Fantasy um, orchestra around the same time. Cause, yeah. Uh, so probably, they're probably going to announce some stuff there. Yeah. But um, I'm guessing they're probably going to give us release dates, so it's either going to be at sometime next year probably. At least the first episode, because they've confirmed yeah. it is going to be episodic. It still, still. It, it still bugs me, but if they if they're going to hold it, <laughs> then up. if it's not episodic, that game isn't coming out for seventeen years. Yeah, I know. You have to make it episodic. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it has to come out. I know. Um, yeah, yeah, so that'd be interesting to see when we ever see. It's more just of that it's one. it's cool, like th- like like a Kingdom Hearts three. Like, hey, here's a new trailer. We it is happening. Mm-hmm. It's taken a while, we know. Because yeah. we haven't seen anything for Final Fantasy seven remake for ever since that first trailer dropped at E yeah, like three. three years ago. Yeah. And either I've been wondering, and then they like, scrapped that game. <laughs> yeah, and I've been wondering, it's like, where the hell is Final Fantasy VII? Where is it? It's in the it's grinder. Already, it's already been made. Came out a couple. Well, nobody was nobody was ago. surprised it was taking a while because no yeah. one was working on everything else. He was holy crap. Yeah, um, but I'm excited. I can't wait. Oh my it god, it's, is. it's it's pretty. Please be good. Yeah. So the other thing is the a Legion trailer came out. Legion Legion season three is the last season. Uh, three of us didn't see it. I've um, watched up to the last three episodes. Sparks, you ha- you have seen it. You liked it. 
I really like that show. I watched that trailer. That trailer is really exciting. Um, I don't reckon like it's not super spoilery, but I think you're not going to get much out of it and only kind of confuse yourself if you don't watch season two. Sure. Um, so only thing we'll say about that is it comes out June 24th. Heck yeah. Season three. Super stoked. Yeah. Um, all right. I am Mother. Uh, dropped this week. It was a new trailer for a new Netflix sci-fi movie um, coming out June 7th. So what do we think about this one? I'm super into it. Yeah? Yeah, it's right up my alley. So this Robots is, raising babies. This is a robot with the voice of Rose Byrne raising a child. And I really like Hilary Swank. She's been doing good stuff lately. Yeah, she, I haven't seen her lately. I've actually just wondered she where, did, she, where um, she's been. She did the, uh, I forget the name of the show off the top of my head, but the one that I've been talking about uh, with Brendan Fraser in it where they... Did the oh trust yes trust oh yeah she yeah, was yeah. she was the mom oh that's good yeah so it was good yes she was really good cool so yeah so this will be her next thing this is a Netflix movie um by a first time writer and director awesome um, so she looks like Gladys she yeah. does uh, the the uh, robot the, the robot looks like Gladys Ted, yeah. Ted Cloverfield Lane paradox uh Ted yeah it's ten, it's ten Cloverfield Lane with robot yeah yeah future I um yeah and I. Inherently, think this is, this looks interesting, but I've been burned before with Netflix sci-fi I offerings. I really like the way that the trailer uses. At a certain point, you're hearing like mothers say this one thing, then Hillary Swank's character saying another. Yeah, and like yeah, the like the, the uh, if that is the movie, is them kind of playing these both angles and her having to genuinely just suss out like what's real. Uh, I'm into it. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm into it. I'm hope I'm hopeful it's good. I'm hopeful same. it's good. Same same same. Um, all right, so Watchmen. This is the long-awaited tick, 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 new uh, adaptation slash sequel da, 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 for the Watchmen. Da, da, da. Not that he said TikTok um, for the Watchmen <laughs> comic um, by David Lindelof. So this what do we think about this guy? This is more in line of what I wanted a sequel to be. Yeah. I mean, Doomsday Clock is essentially is inherently a DC comic. I mean, how so can you judge it until it's over? Yeah. <laughs> Doomsday Clock. Oh yeah, nothing's really ever over. Um, the clock will never be over. How can Jesus we judge that story till we see what the conclusion is? Yeah, you're right. Um, but like, this, <laughs> no, I get you. Uh, this it's looks to me four months since. The, sorry, four months. No, yeah. Oh, out. they just announced that Doomsday Clock and Heroes of Crisis are coming out the same day. The final one. Uh, so, uh, wait, it can't be the final Doomsday Clock or the next issue or something. But they made a big deal out of it anyway. Uh, I'm not sure what this is about. This is a teaser, but visually, it's everything. That I, I want in my life. Uh, it, it looks. It looks. It looks so sad. Visually, there, it feels very Watchmen. It there looks is like we a, got a Rorschach cult. Yeah, I yeah. was gonna say there's a cult formed out of his journal. So yeah. it, it makes awesome. me believe that that the journal wasn't. Uh, it was discovered, but it wasn't like brought to life until much later. And yeah. then these guys somehow found it, and they're gonna. And they are. They're like, oh, this entire world's a lie, and Rorschach was right. Yeah, I, like I was oh my god, about, the world's coming to the end again. I was talking about with you guys how it's interesting that. Uh, Doom, both Doomsday Clock and bo- and this this new series look like they're kind of branching out, making different types of you know different types of sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of like seeing the two different interpretations of where the story could have gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, for example, like in Doomsday Clock, the journal was found immediately and published, and it just ruined everything. Yeah. Uh, whereas this, it looks like the journal wasn't wasn't seen until much later. So yeah. I think what's crazy awesome about this is that the imagery of the people who are in the Rorschach cult are very much like the people who like we don't like you know uh, the, yeah. the imagery of them is the people it's we cl- don't it's like in clanny. our day like, today yeah it's very clanny yeah. and everything yet Rorschach is the person who like you're kind of sided he's with he's like kind of the hero and and you you agree with him so like these are the guys who are following the word of the person who we were on the same page with but the imagery 
is like the reverse yeah. of what we normally side with. And the cops and, who are and the good the imagery, guys are wearing the masks. The imagery is the reverse of the the people that Rorschach fights against. Yeah. So yeah. like it's it's nuts. It's a mass. It looks like mass uh, police, police society. Also. That's super yeah. interesting. This is gonna be a super like political like. That's why I love that it's on HBO because like the last show this guy did, The Leftovers, was very real, super real, real politics, real emotions. The stuff that you guys want in Endgame, that's the shit that The Leftovers dealt with in more, space more than. A single podcast reviewer has said that uh, Endgame is a pale imitation of the Leftovers. Leftovers is the saddest thing you will ever watch. It's incredible. Uh, And this, it's the same guy, so it reminds me a lot of that. And the last line where Don Johnson's like, it's the end of the world, tick tock. And I'm like, that's so ominous. Because that's like, everyone now knows that the world was a lie. And Mm -hmm. and Ozymandias is just like, I like seeing Shit. I like seeing Jeremy Irons just um, meditating as yeah. this like the first image we got of him was very ambiguous as to who he could be and this yeah. image was clearly Osmond Dias. Yeah. yeah. Uh I'm I'm so excited and like this looks better than I could have imagined. And like just new heroes and like they're all their or new masks and all of their costumes look super unique. There's a guy with like the holographic yeah. mask that reflects things. Yeah. yeah. Like a reflective mask. Reflective look, mask, yeah. yeah. It's uh it's really cool. I'm, really I'm cool. into this. I'm kinda digging the bright yellows. Like everything <clears throat> yeah. else is great, but I'm digging the bright yellows of watch yeah, yeah. of yeah. the like the police and the um, even their like headlights were bright yellow. I was like, oh man, th- this is just this looks good. Watchmen is obviously like alternate history, so I'm really excited to see what our alternate future is. Yeah, right. especially cool especially because like Watchmen, well, really our alternate present. Sorry, alternate present. Yeah, yes. Watchmen yeah. was you know Watchmen was interesting because it was like if superheroes existed, how would that change the world? Um, more so than anything. Yeah. And so seeing how the alternate how the alternate reality looked, it was kind of still it still mirrored. What we know, just slight differences, like yeah. Nixon was still president, yeah. for example. But now this has the springboard of a giant squid killed, ha- like killed mo- millions of people. Yeah. So where did that go? No, no, Manhattan blew up in the city, oh and boy. not he. He didn't just blow up New York; he blew up the entire world. Yeah. Zack Snyder made a shitty movie. I'll never. I'll never. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna disagree with you. There. I'll, I'll never. That. I'll never get off that hill. I like. I that think movie. the Watchmen movie is terrible. Anyway, this show looks good. It does. Look uh, good. It looks I great. really like. I really. I really do like that. That twist on like what we normally expect to see, and it's what we're against yeah. is kind of what we're for. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. And you know what? Like, uh, actually, I'm glad that the Watchmen movie came up because, as I've said before, um, not to criticize the movie any more than I have, but the the problem I have with the film is that there's an inherent issue with Zack Snyder's reverence for superheroes uh, and Alan Moore's disdain almost for them. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the major problem with the film. Damon Lindelof doesn't have any reverence for these characters, nor does he have disdain, but he's able to kind of tap into that Alan Moore-ness and really, there. I don't feel there will be a conflict of themes that he's trying to portray uh, coming into this it's new, a clear vision. Into this thing. Yeah. I, I, I think that's going to help this adaptation a lot. Yeah, hmm. I'm very into it. Um, all right, so It Chapter 2 released a trailer this week, and I like this trailer a lot. Mm-hmm. So we see Beverly returning to uh, her childhood home, uh, talking to an old lady who turns out to be probably Pennywise. Uh, or or just a zombie. Well, see, that's the thing. So what I liked about the first film and what I like about this, this trailer specifically... It's, it's just something Pennywise created. Just like the little boy 
uh, from the books that she was flipping through and the first, oh, yeah, like yeah. that the guy was flipping through it's and like an the little boy. Yeah. You remember like and then then the boy without a head oh, yeah. comes down the stairs like yeah. Pennywise just do- makes those things. Oh yeah. So what she's just another thing he makes. What I really like about about this tra- about this trailer is what I really liked about the first film. There's a sense of uneasiness of Pennywise's presence in in Derry. Yeah. The idea that Pennywise can be anyone anywhere at any time. Right. And I like that he, like, there's no... There's He's no, more than just a clown. Yeah, there's a sense in a lot of horror movies that there's a moment when characters are safe, when there's an exposition dump or something, but there is never a moment where these characters are safe, and it really puts you on edge, this whole film, and this trailer felt the same way. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I really like the scene. Yeah, me too. Um, the fact that it's able to be so effective, partially because you have no outside context, mm-hmm. is what puts you so at, like on edge because you have no idea what you're going into yeah uh helps a lot um i'm not crazy i like all the images i'm not crazy about the way the rest of the trailer is edited it feels very action movie rather than horror movie to me yeah like the the, the, the music and everything i didn't i wasn't for that i was like this is this messed with the vibe i got from the beginning of it yeah um that didn't stand out to me as much the first time because i was just so caught up in looking at all the images but Mm -hmm. the second time we watched it, i was like oh i don't like the way they cut this yeah that feels too triumphant it felt very avengers the action music that swells like here up come, and everything here comes the losers yeah and i'm like Pennywise. and i'm like uh keep me in that horror zone i was i was unnerved and you yeah. kind of ruined it that um zone. uh but i do like all the imagery i'm seeing i do like the cast a lot to a hell of a cast i think that cast looks incredible uh bill Hader in particular i'm excited to see in this yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Isaiah Mustafa. I know what happens with his character, so I'm excited to see what happens with this. A yeah, as someone who knows what happens to all these characters. Yeah, <laughs> like okay. there's um there's a sense that there is a sense in the trailer that obviously I don't know the books that well. I don't know the that well. There's a sense in the books that there could be some revisionist history with the character, uh, or it could just be a, an illusion. It's okay, I saw you talked about that yeah, with m- with Matt. That I'm telling you right now, they're not they're not doing revisionist. And he is straight up a demon, like somebody who the, lived in from Terry. the void mm-hmm. of. That's madness. not going to be the thing. He is a Cthulhu beast. <laughs> he's just no. he's just messing with them. Yeah. Like yeah. he is, they're going to lean into the. He is from. He is an other thing. There's a there's a there was a, a theory that I read um, again from people who don't read the books. Sure. Um, and that I I kind of really like. I'm I, I was wanted, wanted to run it by you guys to see if this is the thing or if if it's completely off the mark. Um, the idea that he that there was a Pennywise the Clown circus that he possessed and co-opted and created this demonic presence around uh, this creature from the other world. Oh, okay. So wait. So there was a there was a clown He's repurposing the Pennywise. There was a Pennywise circus that's that was in the eighteen hundreds. And then, and then the I, know, created. I know no. some. Th- I can't. I can't say. I know some thing. things about the book, and I don't want to say because I don't want to paint what you might get out of the movie so okay uh so it's not, you're, 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 he's uh, not all, a all i'll say is that even in the books there was a pennywise circus okay that's all that's all i really needed to hear um uh, but i'm still interested in this now i do want to get uh ben as at least as far as i remember from as our that, resident so. stephen king expert ben, yeah. what, do you, what, what do you think how's the translation looking uh it got real uncomfortable the second time we watched <laughs> this trailer yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, I have because I saw this trailer on a uh, Fanny's phone when I first saw it, and I, I just was, had to pause it like two minutes in. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> no, because w- when I first saw, it, I was like, okay, that's creepy. And Brandon I, was like, naked old lady, I'm out. No, <laughs> <laughs> but also the um, the second time I saw it, I noticed a lot a bunch of stuff like uh, um, Beverly. She has markings on her arms, so I assume she has an abusive boy- boyfriend or husband or something. And even the when she finds the Pennywise picture on the wall with um. 
who I assume is uh um is Bill Skarsgård that is that the actor? It's Alexander Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård. No, it's, it's Bill. Bill. Skarsgård? It's Bill's it's the younger Bill's brother. Yeah, yeah. Okay. or Bill Skars. Where I Alexander think Skarsgård's Tarzan. Oh, got it. Yeah, where I think it's Bill Skarsgård <clears throat> as pay, uh, without the makeup, and the little girl in the p- picture is bloodied. So I was no, like, I didn't oh, notice that. Yeah, yeah. I no, I like some things like so. I do like how it's like there's still some creepy aspects. Pennywise still messing my with the kids. My favorite shot of the whole of the whole trailer comes from that bit where she's looking at the po- at the at the picture and it you see the background blurred out in the archway. You just see the old lady like peer through, kind of like a Scooby Doo villain, but like yeah, much it's more an, sinister. It's a natural uh-huh. movement. Yeah, it's so creepy. Yeah. And even the like the the gaping for the wound on her ch- on her chest is like that. You, and even the flies on the window is like you're dead. Because she even <laughs> has that creepy line of, no one in Derry ever really stays dead long. No one's ever really gone. <laughs> Shut up, John Lithgow. <laughs> but I was like, this movie's going to be creepy. And even the last shot of, I didn't really feel like it was an action movie until you said Sparks. So I'm sitting there like, the, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm probably going to almost break Fanny's hand when I see it in September. Yeah. And I'm going to go in and I'm not going to. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm going to go see it, obviously, because she wants really wants to see it. Uh, and. And we're reviewing. Mm. I, I hate that clown. I hate that damn clown. Uh, let me be clear. Like, I don't feel like the movie's going to be an action movie. I just feel like this trailer oh, yeah, I, I had got, a tone, yeah, and did. then that music ruined that tone. Yeah, I, 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 I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. But All right, so the final trailer we're going to talk about Hold is... on a second. Hold on a second. I want to talk about it. Oh. Yeah. Um, I think it looks good. It's it. What is it? Is that it? Um, <laughs> I will say um, there's no way it could be as bad as the TV movie ending. So, like, this movie's already going to be good. Like, it, it's, <laughs> it, yeah. It's I, I, do, I do wish, because yeah. uh, they utilize it right at the end, I wish more of the trailer had utilized the music from the first film, oh. just as part of it. I, uh, yeah, uh, I really like the shot of him catching the Firefly thing, pulling it forward. There That's he is. a good-looking look. It's a really good, good shot. Good-looking. Yeah. yeah. I want to watch that first film It's again. one of those things where it's like, all right, give me a sword. I'm fine this damn thing. Yeah. Boss fight. Let's do it. All right. Now, moving on to the... Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Na, 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 Spoilers na, na, for na. Endgame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> I mean, we've already Endgame. spoiled it in this. Tr- <laughs> but yeah. it was a different spoiler, so spoilers for I don't Endgame. believe I don't believe Mysterio for a minute. Yeah. Not nope. I I'm thinking it's a long con cuz people are all talking about like, "Oh, is this how we're going to get multiverses? Is this how they're going to introduce the X-Men?" It's like, guys, no. There's really, always been I a multiverse. I there, certainly there do not think that the multiverse idea is going to introduce the X-Men. I certainly don't think that. I so like I've been talking to Sparks about this all week because it's like I'm I don't know why it made me like it's Mysterio but like I'm just sitting back and I'm watching all these internet reactions oh my god this is how we get the X-Men this is Fantastic Four Mysterio is he Doctor Strange from another universe all of these insane theories and I'm like do you guys know who Mysterio is? <laughs> Are you kidding? The Do answer you, is no. The answer is no. The answer, the answer to them is all those people he who is, say that. He's don't a con read. artist and he's a liar and he's a thief and I, he's a jokester. You, you actually bring up a good point. I'm genuinely getting a little nervous. I'm like, am I going to know every beat of this movie because I know comics? Here's here's the thing. I think this is going to be a a Mandarin situation, but played better for regular people. So like, it's right, not as, but like for us, we're going to be like, yeah. Yeah. But, well, I knew. I watched I watched uh, an no inter- kidding. I watched an interview with Tom Holland, that poor boy cannot catch a break, where like the movie, do you have a synopsis real quick actually? No, I don't. Okay. So, Spider-Man teams up with Mysterio to defeat the Elementals, this otherworldly force. So they're just they're calling him the Elementals. Yeah. Tom Holland's like, "Yeah, I got punched by Hydro-Man and all I, this stuff happened." To, in in his defense, like they've had Hydro-Man and uh Molten, Molten Man, Man and other things. They've those have been out there for a couple weeks now. 
in but, merchandising and everything. But literally five seconds later, Jake Gyllenhaal corrects him and saying, well, the elementals, the things that we fight in the movie, they're this and this and this. Yeah, trying sure. to stop him from spoiling I did something. watch that same interview. So I think the spoiler is that Sandman is the other one. Yeah, it is. That, absolutely. See, that's, I that's think the they're thing. all working together. The it's ele- this huge con. I do too. The elementals... Now, for 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 they are not the Cage, same characters. For Casey Casuals, the Elementals in that we will be seeing in Far From Home are not the Elementals from the comics. What we are seeing in Far From Home and what they have said in set in set photos and everything is that the, they use C list villains with the same power sets that the, that the Elementals have yeah. to recreate the idea of the Elementals. Right. I think so they're going to be like, called the Elementals. I think, but they're not them. I, like it's it's, it's a, a blend. It's a blend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this goes back to like. Yes, if they're real people and it is a con and everything, they still have some ability to do these things. Oh yeah, they're they're super powered. Yeah, and that's where I think the multiverse stuff comes in. Yeah, not that Mysterio is from it, yeah. but something or someone else has to be because I just don't believe that Fury would go. Yeah, that checks out without like yeah. any kind of multiverse something. And that's what I'm waiting for. Also, when in the, even in the trailer, when Fury said the snap tore open a hole in our reality, I'm sitting there. No, it didn't. It just killed half of, of I, everything. I don't like that it idea. It did not. Yeah. I don't believe that. The second one, Fury says, "Yeah, the snap tore a hole in our reality." I'm like, "No, it." That's what Mysterio it. told him. A lot no, of people. It didn't. A lot of people were really upset that he said, "Bitch, please, you've been to space." I like. Did you that. see the things where like he's a scroll? Because Fury would never say that. And I'm like, he's Samuel L. Jackson. Bitch, please. Yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, me? yeah he almost said, said mother, mother effort. effort at the end. Yeah. He actually did, but they cut him out. Yeah. Right. Just the theory is like. People are like, man, you guys need to scale this movie way down. I know. Look, people I, are I, way big. I'm already like, yes, Mysterio's conning him. Yeah. 100%. There is multiverse stuff. I just don't know where I yet. think there is multiverse stuff. We we don't know where exactly it is, but I do think that Fury wouldn't be going along with this as so much if he didn't believe there was some multiverse stuff. Yeah. I'm not saying that that snap line is true either. That's probably what Mysterio told him, but there is something multiverse in this movie. I like, why would you, why I would you want, go up to someone? Why would you go up to someone and be like, we could have used a, good, a man like you on our Earth if you're not conning someone. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, but I think that Fury suspects Mysterio is conning them. Yes. And that's why he brings in Peter. Yes, yeah. that's what I... But I, he doesn't tell yeah. Peter that's why. Yeah. But that's why he brings in Peter. He wants Peter to be the, the moral compass that kind of figures out what's up. Yeah, yeah. I still don't want multiverse stuff in Spider-Man Far From Home. I, I, for I me, think, I don't either because I want Spider-Man to be Because we know small. the multiverse exists thanks to Doctor Strange. But I well, don't. A version of the multiverse yeah. exists, especially still, after Endgame. I want the next movie, if it's a Spider-Man movie, to be grounded. Yeah, yeah. Just like, just like what he says in trailer. I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. And I have to say, I really like the line where he's like, "Bitch, please, you've been to Spider-Man." I'll, it's I'll really tell good. You, I, I get that. I totally sympathize with that, mm-hmm. and I agree. Uh, I'll tell you right now, though, if they're going with a plot where Mysterio is saying, I'm from another Earth, and they're believing in this multiverse thing, you've got to have something in there that's yeah. from the multiverse. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to think Fury's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so that's my other end of that. So yeah. the other thing is there's a, there's, a, there's a clip going around online. It's not an official clip. It is leaked from the Ellen Show. I think it's supposed to come out this week. Um, but I think it's out now. I think maybe they released it now, but the one the one that came out wasn't yeah. initially supposed to have yeah. uh, been released. But there is a there is a, a clip where Mysterio says he's f- that this world that they're on the MCU Earth is six one six, and that threw everyone for a, yeah. a kerfuffle. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I don't buy it. I think it's I think it's him being like, yeah, it's a Earth six one six. Look at audience. Yeah. But see, I would think that, but then Selvig did the thing in Dark World where he put 616 on a a board. It's a, it's it's really nonsense. No, I know, but like, if you're going to do a a silly joke thing, don't use a callback, because that will make people think things. I don't, that's my thing. I don't think that, I don't think the MCU is, I don't think they would designate the MCU as 616. Yeah. I just don't think they'd do that. Because it's not. I I don't think, I also think, (laughs) I don't think it matters. I also don't think they would designate Earth. 
I, th- yeah. I think it's not something that we're not there yet. I don't think the MCU needs to do that. We're not we're not to that capacity yet. But anyway, so things that things uh, that were really cool in this trailer, real quick, that I wanted to touch on. I love seeing more happy. I love yeah. happy. Um, I like seeing. Does it make you happy? Yes, I like Very. seeing the Iron Spider suit. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. Um, also, I like I'm, him joking I'm, with cops. I'm, I'm not gonna lie; I'm kind of over the Iron Spider suit. Well, it's, I, I, I think s- it's just the beginning. Of the I also no, 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 I, I, I agree. Yeah, uh, I'm just, I'm just over it already. But the other thing is, um, there's a line that he says, you know, there needs to be another Iron Man. Mm. I think that line is going to mean something different when we see it in the movie. I think it's, I, I think we're on the same page. I'm pretty sure, certain knowing you guys that. It's he's going to learn that the world doesn't need a new Iron Man; it needs Spider Man. Absolutely. I I think uh, some someone else put it uh, as that the first film was all about Peter wanting more responsibility. This film is all about Peter having more. Actually, I think this was actually Tom Holland saying this because uh, I was listening to a set interview, uh, and this is him having more responsibility and not wanting it at that time. Like now he's gone and he's become an adult, and he's like, oh man. Uh nope. <laughs> yeah, like wow, I finally like, get to be an like Avenger. I'd like to just be a teenager. Yeah. I think. Like wow, I get to hey be an can Avenger just, now. Just, now you got to save the world. No, I'm okay. Can I just go talk to the girl I have a crush on, please? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, we got to name drop a Captain Marvel the first time they say her name in the franchise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's unavailable. <laughs> That's a good joke. Of course she is. Yep. Captain Marvel. Um, There's her name. So yeah. Uh, but truthfully. Hey man, this movie looks great. It looking yeah, to the, it. the effects the look better, great. The better question is, and I hope they bring it up. Like he's like, why not Thor? Why not Captain Marvel? I'm like, bro, look at what's going on here. Why not Doctor Strange? Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely, not? that should be a question. I wouldn't here. be surprised if that's a longer comedic scene where he lists like every Avenger. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like, nope, nope, dead, nope, snapped, all this stuff. Snapped. <laughs> I don't know. You know, someone was snapped out of existence on yeah. accident. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, cool. I'm looking forward that to this. It comes out, what, July? July, yeah. July. Two months. It's the next Marvel movie we're talking about. Heck yeah. All right. Oh, uh, uh, so MJ's just going to know he's Spider Man, apparently. I guess so. I, again, crazy theories. Down. I saw somebody say either A, that that's a Mysterio jerking him around, uh-huh. or it's chameleon. Or it's uh, chameleon. I saw somebody say that Nick Fury might be chameleon. That's why everyone's pulling something Yo. up. Yo. Yeah. Yo. Wouldn't that be dope as shit? That's some Sinister Six stuff, dude. I'd Yo, be if that. like if Chameleon was in this movie, I'd be because pretty happy. We we've pretty much really seen what like the first half of the movie. Maybe we have not seen what the real like threat possibly oh, is. Dang. So like, what if it's Chameleon and like a s- small Sinister Six? That's awesome. So Ooh. is is Mysterio's inclusion? Does Mysterio's inclusion and the proposed uh, villains from Spider-Man Four thing? Because when oh, Spider-Man yeah, yeah. Four is being developed, there was Vulture, Lizard, and Mysterio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we've gotten all three of them now. Yeah. In subsequent reboots. Yeah, I mean they sequels. were some of the biggest ones that like Haven't we never got to see. Like, you know who's yeah. who's left. Mysterio now is... looks so good. He does, and he's does. definitely like. God, I really hope they Craven. they lean. Craven. Yeah. No, he's baby. He's getting his own movie. We're getting a movie with Craven. <laughs> Can we not? We see his origins. Shall we go? To, shall we go into our main topic? Pika Pika. All right, then to start our. Main topic, we're talking about Detective Pikachu, the 23rd film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, oh, wait, I'm sorry, I've got... We're, this isn't a Marvel movie topic? Man, when Pikachu picked up that shield, it was crazy. We're not doing a Marvel topic, this is something else? Oh, thank yeah. God. We gotta take right. a week off, at least. Okay. This is this is a different cinematic universe. In development. It's not even a cinematic universe. Yet. It's gonna be. <laughs> uh, so this is Detective Pikachu. So full spoilers here on out for Detective Pikachu. If you have not seen the film, uh, go see it and come back. Go support it. So, uh, so spoilers ahead. What do we all think about this one? Sparks, I'll go start with you. Uh, this is a world I will gladly go back to. I liked it. 
All right. Like the world. Ryan. Yeah, I thought it's uh, one of the cutest things I've ever seen. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> that's good. Yo, can I just live there? Yeah. Can I just like right. can I just live in the Pokemon world, please? And be like be a Pokemon trainer like I've always wanted to be? Please? So I think, um, for my initial thoughts, I think I'm probably going to be a bit more positive about this film than... than I think I enjoy this more than you guys if um, Ryan's Facebook post <laughs> was anything to go by. Oh, I just gave you the score. Um, yeah. yeah, so... That's surprising. That's awesome. Yeah, I... Because I figured you'd have as much problems with the plot as we did. Yeah. You know what? No. Um, and I think a lot of it is... Just, let's just get into it. Yeah. I don't have nostalgia for Pokemon. Yeah. I don't think you have to. I think it's bad movie plot. No, but I don't think it is. I think it's oh, wow. a Pokemon plot. It's not that. I think it's just <laughs> as bad as anything that was on that TV show. <sighs> or even those subsequent films. Uh, uh, if you are a person who has only watched the anime, I'll, I'll grant you that. But Pokemon is more than an anime. It's a video game and a manga series. Mm-hmm. And both yeah. of those are stronger stories than this movie. Oh, yeah. but I, I don't have that. No, I don't sure, have that but I, even then... You have, like, this you're is fine a, with Mewtwo having god powers. He could do whatever he wants and you just accept that? He cloned like, a bunch of Pokemon and made them fight each other. That's... <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's no dumber than anything else. Putting the souls of human beings, your soul. I'm not saying it's not dumb. (laughs) It's just bad. I'm not saying it's not dumb. Okay. I'm just saying it's not breaking anything for me. It's not. It's something I I didn't expect to see it. I think it it it's a weird film. It goes for something that, but I think it it sticks the landing. All the Pokemon stuff for me works. It's when it's trying to do like big like this is the same plot as Amazing Spider-Man I was telling them it's the same plot as a lizard he wants to turn everyone into a lizard he wants to turn everyone into a Pokemon yeah the only the only part I don't the only part of the plot I don't really like is that the villain's plot is kind of lame yeah. I don't disagree I don't I don't think the villain plot that, works. no but I'm saying that's the only part I don't mm-hmm. like yeah. everything with Harry and and him being the the detective Pikachu and, yeah. and with the kid all that works for when me. did you guys call the twist by the way that he was detective P- that uh, he was Pikachu when oh, um what's when Bill Nye's character when um g- uh, what was his name Harry something no 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 Harold. the um the oh Bill just call him Bill Nagy Bill Nye when Bill Nye was saying that Mewtwo can put the souls of humans into Pokemon when Pokemon are only enraged that's why they have the R stuff so pretty so late in the, the film. Se- yeah, pretty late. I, okay, I don't know when I called it, but I think I had a suspicion early on in the movie that this was a thing, especially because we never see Harry's face. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so if we're not seeing his face, and like everything that kept going was like was like confirming my suspicions. Yeah. So we never see his face. So I was like, okay, so he's got to be a famous actor if, if they're hiding. I his just face. thought it was going to be a famous actor. Yeah. It's got to be a famous actor. Could it possibly be that it's Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Or would they go that way? They would. And they they did. And I like mm-hmm. I. Besides the soul, the nonsense soul stuff, like I like that it was his dad. I mean, I I'm okay with it. I mean, yeah, that part cute. of like, yeah, yeah, it is dumb. But I was like, you know what? It, it, I'm I'm okay with it. But it, so I think so. My my argument for the dumbness, because uh, I, I don't agree that it's not dumb. Wait, what? I don't. I do agree that it is dumb. Yeah, Let's just go. go with that. Go. I do agree that it is dumb. Um, I just, I think they they go for a thing and they do that thing. This is the movie they set out to make, and it's. And, it, and it's that's hey they did it no it's it's a, like we were talking about last night it's a simple film that establishes that this movie can work that this world can work and that I'm fine with that like I I'm all for that like, I'm all for everything in it visually every single Pokemon on screen looks beautiful there are about, uh, there not are, every time there are about no, not a, every t- not every time but there are about a dozen Pokemon on screen at one time uh-huh. at any given time and that's insane. Um, but as Sparks just alluded to, sometimes they are not rendered right. True, and yeah. it, and you can tell. Yeah, but like the scene with like uh, in the the fighting arena when Magikarp first co- pops out. That's great. Just the, just seeing a Magikarp. Yeah, that Gyarados almost killed that Charizard. Just slap, just like do splash. I'm like, man, 
That was great. And seeing him evolve into Garros, I'm like, holy shit. That looks, you know, this looks great. Some, Charizard looked amazing. You want to know something that kind of like got to me? It was like, he went for everything else, but he didn't go for this. The balls. They start big. They don't start small and then turn big. Uh, yeah. I was like, you went for everything else. Why didn't you well, just you see that? Po- you only see a Pokeball twice. one twice? Twice. What's the second time? The second time is in a video with a guy throwing a Pokeball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, where we At think At the trainer battle. Yeah. yeah. You're mm-hmm. right. You're right. But still, we got a few Pokeballs. Yeah, we did. Uh, the, the thing, he takes it out of his bag, and he's like, yeah. here's this. To be fair, like, that okay. was something created only for the anime. Was it really? Yeah, that's not something that's that, that's never established in the video games or in the books. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's 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 talk about, um, we're going to bounce around a lot, I can tell. Justice Smith. The, no, I want to talk about the reference to the fact that this is a sequel to the first Pokemon movie. Oh, yeah. How, uh, well, it's a sequel to the original story of where, how Mewtwo shows up, which mm-hmm. is in the, the games and yeah. all that. It, it, it's, um, it's not just the... Yeah. Sorry. It's just, just not just the movie. So I don't have that reference point, so no, that's fair. Um, in, the, in the video games, in, Red, in Original Red and Blue, they did say that there was an ancient Pokemon note called Mew, yeah. and there was a Genesis lab on Cinnabar Island. Cinnabar. Where they Cinnabon? said that, hey, we're getting close to cloning a Pokemon, and they did, and, it, and Mewtwo is in the Unknown Dungeon, which is in Cerulean City. And in the mo- in the Pokemon the first movie, it's essentially like, yeah, but we're just gonna skip the whole he's in the unknown dungeon, he's just Giovanni's pet until Mewtwo says, Screw you, Giovanni, and flies away. With that right. cool helmet. So it's taking so I like that how they do cool reference how they reference both the Pokemon movie and they also reference the video games. Yeah, they right. say the Kanto region. Yes. Which yes. I, I took as I took as a reference to the first yeah. Pokemon movie. The the smartest thing. The smartest thing that this movie did, and I was expecting it to, to be very referential, it was not referential in terms of, hey, it's Giovanni. Hey, it's Team Rocket. I, hey, it's, no Team Rocket at all. Yeah. No. I was but shocked. When we saw the little R on the canister, I thought it was Team Rocket. No, it's not. No. So like it subverted all the expectations I had going into Pokemon movie, which is good because, like we've talked about, this is a very good setup. This is a good foundation to build either the past or the future of this franchise. And we this do is, get the, the original theme song twice. We do, and yeah. Poke and Little Pikachu singing it sadly is like the saddest, cutest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, Ryan yeah. Reynolds is great. I think Ryan Reynolds does a really good job as Pikachu. He does. I love yeah. Ryan Reynolds. He's as not Pikachu. just Deadpool. No. Yeah. yeah, no, I think he's uh, developed a lot as a voice actor. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really great. It did leave a lot open to the world because I want to see. <clears throat> the the movie that takes place you know twenty or so years before yeah. that is Red's adventure as it leads up to I him see Red Blue confronting uh, Giovanni I thought I say to the Mewtwo. end and I thought for sure we'd get a reference to something no yeah. but no nothing yeah, yeah. I was surprised it was smart yeah uh, it it was really smart it exists as an as standalone a completely uh-huh. standalone and Pokemon it ends film. like it trip ends <clears throat> like it can't like oh maybe Pikachu will come back yeah. with a voice like no this is done dude this no. is a one and done film yeah, I'm and glad here. And and I do, and in the credits, um, Ikana Otani, I probably just mispronounced her first name. She is the voice of Pikachu. As it, yes, in the I anime. saw that too. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. So they do put her in the credits as as the voice of uh, Pikachu. Man, that Pikachu is real cute when you're staring over Harry's dead body and looking at the Mewtwo. I'm like, yeah. oh uh-huh. no. So <laughs> you heart. called you called the um, like is is Ryan Reynolds going to be Pikachu thing? Did you call Bill Nye being the bad guy from the beginning of the movie like I did? Not the beginning <laughs> of the movie. All that because when they went into his uh, ominous office. He was in the office. Like, oh, he's the bad guy. Where he evolves a Flareon the in front of them. Se- the second I saw, <laughs> and also the but I mean it, it is referential, but it's also not referential. Like you were mentioning uh, uh, Ryan about how there's no Team Rocket, there's no mention yeah. of Giovanni. But I do like how they have uh, like the three god Pokemon. But those are Pokemon. Yeah, that's but, fine. Pokemon but, are fine. Yeah, they have Arceus, Dialga, and Palkia. And again, the smart thing they did was have all 800 allowed and just pick the ones that they want. 
So yeah. they can just they don't they're not limited to one fifty. They can pick the gross ones. There were ones. Pokemon in this movie that even I didn't recognize, like Lickitung and Ludicolo, like the blah blah blah. The guy what just about the, the garden ones that end up being the mountains? Yeah, those Tor- are oh, Torterra. That's uh, Gen uh, Four. So when I saw th- when I saw those and they were like the, they were these like oh my god they're the blah blah blahs. I was like. Okay, but that's a problem that there are just four kaiju p- Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, and then they just go immediately right back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, well, I'm glad they're not. They're, I'm glad they're sleepy. <laughs> but they they better be very sleepy. Yeah, they they better find a way to shrink them. For down. a second, I was like, is this going to turn into a guy kaiju movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're just four kaiju I Pokemon. I was that was like an Onyx or something, but nope, that's a freaking Torterra. Yeah, yeah, and I'm so sad we didn't get to see an Onyx. Yeah, Onyx uh, is cool, man. We got a we got a, what's the Ghastly, the Gengar. 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 We got a Gengar. And a Blastoise. He looked way different than I expected him to look, yeah. which is, but it looked cool. Like, I dug I dug the way that they looked. They all yeah. looked. I like that the Jigglypuff song uh-huh. uh, was actually uh-huh. was actually in the credits as the Jigglypuff song. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was like, from the anime, and it put the dude to sleep, and she was bad, although I'm kind of bummed that she didn't draw on his face, but that's for might the not be the same. Might not be the same Jigglypuff. But st- it could be a different Jigglypuff. It's true, but that's yeah, a single you're right. character. You're right. It was character, only yep. yeah. You're right. You're right. But one thing I did really, really like uh, was uh, oh damn it I lost my thought Son oh I'm sorry bitch. you liked a lot of things I did I did I just like the way <gasps> Bulbasaur was so freaking cute yeah uh, I wanted God to cuddle the shit out of that Bulbasaur yeah. uh, I can I don't know if this will work on Ryan I know it'll work on Ben and Brandon I can tell you right now why you like Charmander Squirtle and Bulbasaur so much do you want to know so why adorable what animal do you think they look like that you have all loved in a movie before I have no idea what you're talking little about. baby Godzilla from Space Godzilla Holy tell me I'm shit. wrong Holy shit. Holy shit. You're absolutely right. They look Charmander specifically looks exactly like Baby Godzilla. I know it. It's As the eyes. From Godzilla versus Space Godzilla? Yeah. Yeah. Look Just, at their eyes. All three of them have the exact same eyes yeah. Yeah. as that. Yeah, I Godzilla. love that. Godzilla Baby Jr.? That guy? No, Baby Godzilla. No, no. Baby Godzilla. Godzilla. Legit, Godzilla. Legit Baby Godzilla. Not there's that, a couple not of there's a couple of yeah. different Godzilla. Uh. Yeah. No, that's Manila. Nope. I love Manila. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> Look up Baby Godzilla in Space Godzilla. Oh, okay, Space Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. you're right. That you're, Godzilla you're is adorable. Oh, I right. know. I was like, this is why this is working. This is why this is working Those, on me. <laughs> so when, when the, that guy? Yeah. Oh, he's a cutie. Yeah, yeah when, when he that, is a cutie. When that Gyarados like, fought, like, threw, like, Evolved, Spl- like sp- splash that char, that char, that Charizard. I turned to Zara and I go, okay, but if that Charizard's tail goes out, that he's thing dead. could die. Well, <laughs> yeah, but Charizard's tail, but. Don't I'm I don't not care. going to. I'm not, go- also, I'm not going to. Also, uh, uh, Tim. Tim's a kid's name, right? Tim? Yes. Yeah. He goes and tries to stomp out his tail. And I'm like, are you just about to try to murder this Charizard? <laughs> no, like, I get you want to. This wanna... is an animal. Yeah. yeah. That... Um, but the, you know what? That section was one of the, even in the beginning of the film. Um, it it represented the thing that you know Pokemon did well, which is that these are animals that exist in this world. Yeah. Um, not only that, what I thought was so good is that... Um, <laughs> The world feels open just with that opening and where we end up with Rhyme City being this one city where Pokemon and humans live side by side. But then, like, you have so many places you can go, and there's this town that Tim is in, and then the field and everything. And it feels like very different settings, but you can see Pokemon in them. So there's so many different places we can explore in a larger cinematic universe of places to go with these Pokemon. The first Pokemon you see is a Pidgey, and then you see a Pidgeot. And yeah. I'm like, man, that's so cool right there. And then a, it, and then a Cubone. Yeah. It was definitely like the Cubone. I only saw this oh. once, but like it felt very like almost like Ready Player One. We're like, ooh, yeah. Pokemon, ooh, Pokemon, ooh, Pokemon. But I think that I think less so Ready Player One, where Ready Player One does that because they want you to 
point out this the references. This makes sense because this makes sense because this is the world that it lives. It's a Pokemon world. Like it's just it's just really cool to see. Yeah, even if there wasn't a Pokemon on screen, the coffee shop had a picture of a Noctowl on it, and Noctowl is one of my favorite Pokemon in Gen Two. I had one on my team. Right. Yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of cool things like that. So what do we think about Just Justice Smith? I, I like, like him. him. Yeah, uh, I like him a lot. He he, I think is is the person that sells the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because he's very um, like he's he's like I don't I don't give a shit about he does okay he he gives a shit but he's like I don't I've care. never been so creeped out and flattered in my whole he life. He feels he feels sincere and genuine. Yeah, and uh, this is partially a knock on the writing of the dialogue in this movie, but everybody around him feels like a goddamn cartoon. I think like, the writing of uh, these when the bad. girl when the girl Kathy Newton first shows up, uh, I was like, "Oh, is she like serious with the way she's saying these things?" Yeah. Oh, okay. So she's just she's just out there. Okay. I'm All not, right. I don't want to I don't want to uh, dive into my thoughts on this too much, um, just because I'm insecure in my thoughts. But um, I don't think the writing's bad. Just. Just gonna play the uh, no, and let it. Let no, it okay. Die. Look, the dialogue writing on these on these characters, like the way she introduces herself, is like, "I'm this reporter girl, and I'm here for this." But da da, and I'm like, "Whoa, all right, this is." Yeah, like, she was she, like, oh, well, and, and, and honestly, she? it feels weird when she shows up specifically because he has been grounded. He feels like a person, mm-hmm. and everyone around him kind of feels more like a caricature. Uh, and but but but. She commits to it 100%. Uh, the guy who has the Charizard at the fighting place, mm-hmm. he's written like a goddamn cartoon character. He commits to it 1,000%. Good on him. Mm-hmm. So because they commit to it, I'm sold on it. So, But but Justice Smith does the hard work of like creating an emotional core right, for the and that's film. What, that's, what I, that's what I think, go back to, you know, they went for a thing and they did the thing. Yeah. Like they, they went for that idea. They and deliberately went and for it. And he sells it. So um I was when I was touching brought up the, the, the girl, I forgot her name. Catherine uh, Newton. Catherine Newton. I want to talk about her Psyduck. I think there's a lot of really fun moments between Pikachu and that Psyduck, yeah. especially when he finds out that he has a Psyduck. He goes, you didn't tell me she, she has a Psyduck. Yeah. <laughs> that thing gets that can blow us up when he gets stressed out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, the kid can understand me, I can understand him. Look, you gotta calm down. <laughs> yeah. I like a lot of the, the a lot of the interplay between that Psyduck and Pikachu was a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so I like Justice Smith a lot. I wanted to go back to that real quick. Um, I think Justice Smith, um, I've only seen him in three movies. Uh, one of them was Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. That was the first film I saw him in, and I really regret that Yeah. because I think he's a talented actor, he is. and I'm really hopeful that he can get away from that role. I, I, had no prob- I had no problem with him in that movie. I, I, I have d- a problem with him in that movie. I did like his character in that movie. Him, I was like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, specifically him as an actor. I didn't. I wasn't against yeah. him well, as then, an actor. And seeing him in... Um, in this Pokemon movie, I really like him. I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I mean, Jurassic Fall, World Fallen Kingdom. That's Fallen Kingdom. That's <laughs> I, that's a bad movie. I would I would say Detective Pikachu. He really is like him and Ryan Reynolds. They steal the show. Like right uh, when uh, Lucy, the reporter, shows up, I was like, yeah, you're right. Those are some choices. She's saying some like really like, oh, I'm a reporter, but Just I'm not a really generic. A like it's me. I'm a reporter girl. Or I'm here so to get the scoop. You well, got no, any scoops? She wants to be a reporter girl. She's an intern writing yeah. listicles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, part of it <laughs> they're all cute yeah. part of it that, that played a little weird for me too and this is I'm acknowledging this is 100% just my expectations I thought it was just weird how hard she comes in and like it's never revealed to her that like oh her dad his dad might be dead but she's coming in that hot and I'm like this is unusual but mm-hmm. alright roll with it but that's um, not like that's not that's just it was just weird a weird beat Ben I want to be clear I'm not like the Jurassic World Falling Kingdom was a bad movie but like yeah. 
how he played that role, uh-huh. I am only saying that it's that I regret the first time seeing this actor was yeah. how he played that role. Sure. Because uh-huh. he's just screaming McScreamer pants who disappears halfway through the film and I don't yeah. care. Um, but if I had seen him in like, I saw him in Every Day where he's good, that's surprisingly charming film, but he's good in that and I saw see him in this. If I had just seen him in those two films, my perception of him wouldn't have been the first time I, the first time I saw him in Detective Pikachu I was like, oh, well, Okay, I know what this is going to be, but I was so wrong, and I really regret that the first time I saw him was Jurassic World. I'm, sure. I'm with you. The first time I saw him was in Fallen Kingdom as well, and and I was I, I thought I think a uh, thought that went through my head was that Justice Smith was going to get was going to get typecasted as the nerdy guy who doesn't like uh, who doesn't like seeing outdoors or being the outdoors. He was going to be that type of character, but him and Detective Pichu completely changed that. I was like, no, this 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 dude's good. I like this dude. Uh, shout out to Chris Gear. He plays Bill Nye's son, Richard. Yeah, Roger. He's Roger. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, can we talk about that ditto? He's from real quick. Uh, Chris Gear's from You're the Worst. Oh yeah. Uh, so he's really good. And the fact that they kind of subverted away from him being a slimy villain impressed me. Yeah. Only because like regardless of like oh was Bill Nye the bad guy or anything like him not being a part of it at all I was like oh okay yeah. well done because he leans into that. He hard. got ditto. Yeah. Yeah. I. I I really like the ditto. I was, you see, you know my favorite scene. Uh. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about this movie. It's a miracle that it even exists. The fact that we see Ditto transform and they still have the beady eyes yeah, yeah. Yeah. was shocking. Which is great because in the anime, that's how you can tell a Ditto from a real Pokemon yeah. are the eyes. And I thought yeah. that was, you know, a, look, a lesser movie wouldn't have done that. <clears throat> no. Yeah, yeah a lesser movie would have been like, nah, it can just like look like people. And every time, to, and I, I love it how it's a callback because every time someone was wearing sunglasses, that was really Ditto. Yeah. Even the girl with the, with the pink thing, I was like, okay, she just likes pink stuff. No, that was Ditto. It makes sense. When, yeah. he, when Ditto when was, was the, the sun, sun, he yeah. always had, he the had sunglasses, sunglasses on. on. I was like, Okay, that's smart. Good on you, movie. And didn't yeah. talk. Yeah. yeah, it's really smart. Yeah, I think I honestly like. Look, it's a it's shocking that this film even exists. To be fair, uh, the people behind it were clearly very passionate for it. Yeah, uh-huh. um, and it and it works. It works really well. Yeah, I like agree. all of the Pokemon interactions, all of the Pokemon when they're there, they all feel like how how they should. Yeah. Ken Watanabe, a lot of the actors look like they're having fun in the yeah, movie. Yeah. And it really comes off. Uh, See, just seeing Ken Wat- just hearing Ken Watanabe, the little girl was like, oh, Snubble here? And then he tries to go pet Snubble at first and Snubble's like, Grr. his little, uh, never mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, everybody committed to it. Yeah. yeah. And that, that helped a lot. I think so too. I think this film um, is successful. I Bill Nye talks about Mewtwo and I never thought that would happen in my life. I, Bill Nye yeah. talk is is Mewtwo and I never thought I'd see that <coughs> in my whole life. I didn't need to see that part, but Ridiculous. I mean, uh, Bill Nye uh, talks about Mewtwo and Pokemon and that's real cool. Yeah. Also, yeah. good thing because at first we, because we had no idea what Mewtwo was going to be in this movie because none of us had played the game. And seeing Mewtwo in that containment chamber. Real quick, that game's not out in America yet. No, it is. Oh, it is, it is out. Detective there. Pikachu's it's, out in America. Okay. It has been out and also I watched the I watched a the Gerard, yeah, I watched yeah, the completionist video about it, and that game was not good. Yeah, but that uh, that game, it's, it's not the greatest. But I was, I'm glad I didn't see that, play that game, and then see this movie because I would actually say that this movie might be better than the game. Probably, yeah. I, I once again, I've never played it. It's unfair for me to make that assumption, but I like seeing YouTube first because then we were, because we were all thinking like, oh, is this when YouTube was created? And then later on, we'll find out. No, they caught YouTube. Yeah, yeah. 
and I really like that. Yeah, I really like that too. Yeah, and it, there was I, a lot of good too. subversion tricks, like uh, mm-hmm. from from the get go of the movie, like it shows Mewtwo chasing the guy, and I'm like, it's kind of weird to start the movie right here with yes, yeah. with this kind of implication. But then it's like, no, it was the Greninja. Mewtwo uh-huh. was actually saving them. All this good stuff, um, and all you hear is Mewtwo saying humanity is evil. But you show me <coughs> now, holy humans are bad. Another uh, callback to the first movie because Mewtwo himself is like, man, screw humans. And in the movie, nah, maybe they're not that bad. Maybe they're not yeah. that bad. Well, that's what I. That's what I'm going from. If you look at this uh, from my reference point, which is that first Pokemon movie, like if you look at it, you know he goes away to be alone with his cloned Pokemon. He's like, mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't want to touch on humans. Then someone captures him twenty years later, yeah, yeah. and he's forced to interact with and him it, again. And it more or less, uh, either way, whether it's it's not those specific events or even necessarily, I would say it's not even going to be specifically the events from books or from the game. Um, but they left that that idea, like everybody's familiar with a rough history of Mewtwo was created, all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, leaves all those same things, whether it's from the movie, whether it's the version from the games or the books. Uh, they they painted that tapestry, and now they can go back and tell that story at some point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> which I'd very much like to see. I don't have anything else to add, really. What do we What do we all think? What do we, anything more you guys want, want to touch on? I want more Pokemon movies. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I like not, it. I'm not, like, super hot on the movie, but, like, everything involving the Pokemon themselves, like, I was totally in for it. Like, they nailed that part completely. Yeah. Like, like they, they did, like you said, Brandon, like, they, like, I don't agree with, like, a lot of the choices of the movie, but the Pokemon stuff, they went for it and they got it right. And that's, for me, that's all I really kind of wanted. And I think the daddy-son story worked yeah, real well, yeah. too. I really, yeah. like, the last right, third Brandon? of the movie, uh, Yes. the last third of the movie, for me, kind of falls apart, but uh, I really, I really like everything involving Pikachu. Just hearing Pikachu yeah. tell just, tell uh, mm-hmm. Tim, Saying it's like I don't know if your pop, if Harry, if he was here or not, but he'd be damn proud. Yeah, of that's the that's, that's such a good scene. Just Pikachu saying that. Hey, just the electric mouse Pokemon. Of just just see, really good. look no you know what you know what go further than that Ben yeah go further just seeing a furry rend a, a, a photorealistic rend photorealistically rendered Pikachu Mewtwo Bulbasaur just looking at those things and being like, I just saw a real Pokemon on screen yeah. Take no. And it wasn't Para. bad. And it wasn't. And it bad. wasn't bad. Holy they, shit! Hey, Paramount, take freaking no. It's too late. Yeah. I know. Yeah, there's there's nothing they can do. With we that. saw that trailer before the movie, and I groaned. Um, anything else? Or do you want to move on? Uh, rate it. Rate, uh, rate I it. got one little thing. They gave us Pokemon cards before the movie, they and did. I was so happy. I, yeah. I have not been this jazzed about. Did Pokemon. you get a Charizard? No, hmm. I got. Uh, I got Charmander. I got like a nice. tongue. What'd you get? I didn't get. They were out by the time I got. Oh, yeah, I was bummed. That's you nice. got a. Um, what'd you get, Ryan? I don't remember. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, so he got Snowball. Snubble? Snubble? Yeah, Snubble. Snubble. So Ben, okay. final thoughts. As someone who has grown up with this franchise, especially the first one fifty and the especially the first two hundred fifty, the plot wise, it's all right, but it is a good movie. I would say a video game movie curse has relatively been broken. This breaks that mold of It's also this, an anime movie. And an anime movie, yeah. This Tears is for one. This is good. This is I mean, yes, the plot can't get stu- stupid at times, but especially if you if you grew up with Pokemon, <clears throat> you will like this movie. If you do not if you hate Pokemon with a dying passion, don't even touch it. Well, I could say that about anything. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I yeah. think if you I, hate I, comic I, book films, don't well, go see it. Well, you did touch on a good point. Like, if you have like a zero level of familiarity, this movie's hard to get into. Like, yeah. you even, Brandon, have a base familiarity of like yeah. the old Pokemon movie. It, yeah. like, Someone who has like nothing, it's it's hard like, to. Follow I would be this. totally fine with showing this movie to my mom because she was the one who would buy my Pokemon toys for my brother and I. So showing her this, she'd be like, "Oh, that was." To be fair, cute. your mom's not the demographic that the film is aiming but for. But still. I w- I'll be comfortable showing her, some- her something like this than someone who is- doesn't even know what a Pikachu is. Yeah. 
rate it. Seven. Yeah. Ryan? Uh, real quick, IGN just did a review, and they had four people on, three who were Pokemon experts, and one who has never touched Pokemon in their life, and he thought it was just fine. He also thought Mewtwo didn't make any sense. And that's yeah. kind of where I still stand. Like, I understand <clears throat> he did some crazy stuff in the first movie, but that he's just supposed to be a really powerful Pokemon. Doing soul shit, like, even for me, that pushes it a little far. Uh, well, it's not, it's not really moving souls. He's just moving human beings into the Pokeball that is their Pokemon. It's like catching them. Okay. Yeah. It's no weirder. I don't like that still, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to Sparks' point, it's yeah. no weirder than their essence being trapped in the ball. No, that wasn't 100% sincere. No, yeah. Okay. No, but um, yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd give it a... Let's, I, put, I said 7.5. I'll stick with 7.5. I think, I think it's legitimately super cute. Sparks? Yeah, I, I really like it. I, I think that um, it did everything that this movie needed to do for Pokemon. Um, it, it's it, And I 100% say that this is the beginning of a cinematic universe. They're going to make more. It's going to make the money it needs. They're going to make another. And I'm hoping that like it's something that's set further back and uh ryan and i were talking about this last night like the potential for this world is is very open like uh seeing a a uh adventure film in exploring the world of pokemon a trainer thing a narrative following red or a character like red where he comes face to face with team rocket and, not uh, ash the battles please. with and the battles with mewtwo and everything or uh you can a, do ash or don't be a don't be an elitist. We really don't need Ash. Ash sucks. No way. We, we really don't need Ash. need Ash. I'm just saying, don't be a, don't be an elitist. It's We've not being elitist. It's, 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 it's being like there is much more to Pokemon than Ash, and we don't need Ash. Yes, he's just a bad anime copy of Red. A hundred percent, honestly. Um, and Red's better. Uh, uh, as Ryan was saying, like we could have a romantic comedy set in the Pokemon world, and I'd be one hundred percent into it. Like it. it it's so open to possibility. I really hope that they go crazy and they go for it from here because this was very simple contextually. I want to see them go nuts and be like, okay, this works. We can do a Pokemon movie. Let's go wild. Let's do some real, real cool stuff. Um, but as of what it is, I really like Justice Smith. I really like uh, Ryan Reynolds. I think they ground that father-son story. I think that works really well. Um, I, I think that all the actors, whether they're given uh, good dialogue or not, commit 100% to the film mm-hmm. and to the world that they're living in and it and it's really fun and I, I had a great time um, so yeah I'm, I'm really happy about that I give it a, uh, I'll give it a 7.5 right. mm-hmm. yeah I think I, I echo uh, a lot of your sentiments you know it took me a little while when you were saying cinematic universe to think that you know it doesn't need to be a connected shared Avengers thing you could do standalone films set within this world yeah yeah uh, that's yeah. that's that's entirely what I mean like I don't need to see Justice Smith in them again I don't necessarily mm-hmm. I I wouldn't be against like seeing them in something but I don't need the, a story about them okay you know sure. uh, like if they if it was something in Rhyme City and he's there like working with his dad and he's a detective and all that and that was part of it that's fine um, but I'd rather see something that's like 20 years ago and it's you know just build that narrative of the Pokemon world, but it, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be Marvel. It doesn't need to be Avengers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, I think that'd be pretty interesting. Um, I don't know how well this movie has done, but it, I think the nostalgia of the of the franchise helps it. Um, has, as someone who has no nostalgia of the franchise, but still has a reference point, um, I played one game, for example. Um, Which one it, was it? I've told you before. It was like gold or something. Okay. Gold and silver. Avengers was number one. Pikachu was number two. It's good. Um, I, f- I kind of figured that would be what we were looking at. Um, I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. It shocks me every day that this is a real movie, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> shocks real me. quick, uh, it's the budget was 150 and worldwide it's at 170, so it's fine. So, yeah, so, so it's mean, fine. Yeah. It's, it's going to make back its money. Totally fine. Um, I figured the, the 
overseas market would be do, would be better than our than the American market. I think it still will be. I think we're still going to see it doing well for a little yeah. while. Also, Pokemon um, is now so the most recognizable franchise ever. Beat oh yeah. Star Wars. Oh yeah. So yeah. So um, all that echoed. Uh, I you know what. I you know I kind of sit with a seven seven with a seven point five, um, but you seem to like it more than us. Yeah. I did I de- I certainly did like it more than you guys. Um, I don't know how much more truthfully, I know, but I don't know where on that scale that lands. But okay. Well, Ryan. Well, I don't know. Yeah, that. I mean, but exactly. I don't think I don't think I don't know that necessarily you liked it more than me. I'm just nitpickier. Maybe I think uh, I still enjoyed it a bunch. That's true. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Um, probably I think I think I sit with a seven point five. Truthfully. I enjoyed it so much I could go for an eight, but um, I I almost could too. I thought about I'd it. I'd have to. Uh, I'd probably have to give it another watch. Um, so yeah. that'll do it then. Uh, well, real quick, I just want to say that I thought the end credits were real cool. How they turned everyone. Oh into yeah, the, uh, yeah. The, the, the game characters. Characters. Oh, so of their cute. characters. That mm-hmm. was really awesome. Um, all right. So shall we get into our book club? Pika. Yeah, let's do I it. I want to talk to you about the Smash Bros. Initiative. Oh. Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Shop. Yeah. Hi. Um. Do you have any books? Uh, could you be a little bit more specific? Um, anything readable? Right then, time now for our book club. Ben, take it away. Yep, for the book club this week, I decided to to keep the Marvel train going, because why the hell not, with a character that I'm not really fond of, but with a team that I absolutely adore, and it's Hulk Gray by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. When'd you get that? I got that for Christmas. You guys oh, got it for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought we got you um Dorian Gray. You got me Dorian Gray. This cheek. Cheeky bastard got me Fifty Shades of Grey. That's uh, Ryan. He pointed out by the way. That's Ryan. Sorry. Yeah, Fifty and then Shades baby. Sparks actually got me Hulk Gray, which I want to thank because. But, he but that was all part of collab. It was. Yeah, a, it, it, it was, was a thing we were doing. It was. But for me, this is. You wouldn't have liked the other thing we were gonna do. Uh, I don't want to know. <laughs> but um, for, for uh, actually, we'll tell you this is a good time. We oh, were shit. we were discussing uh, each only getting you certain issues of Hulk Gray, and when you'd opened all the packages from us, it still wouldn't be complete. At first, oh. <laughs> oh. So and then we'd give you the last issue later, oh. and you'd be missing like issue three. Oh, you <laughs> would have been issue six. <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> so I would have had like one, two, four, five, six about like yes. missing yes. issue three. But I would have given you like one and four. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was and the, you wouldn't realize that at first. <laughs> oh, you're sons of bitches. Yeah, you should have done with that. That would have been a lot better. Nah, but I like wouldn't have did. had the yeah. wouldn't have had it in trade. We knew you wanted yeah. the trade. Yeah, because I have uh this is the third of um Jeff Loeb and Tip Sales Marvel Colors books because they have yes. Spider Man Blue, Daredevil Yellow, Hulk Gray, and then the last one was Captain America White. That came, that, w- that came on that one only came out like two years ago. It was super delayed. Yeah, yeah. Captain America White just is the most recent. Hulk Gray is it's the last one for me to get in my collection, but recently Marvel has released a um a hardcover um. Omnibus of all four books. And how much oh, is it? God. That's like 150 bucks. It is 100 bucks. It's 100 bucks. Yeah, it's and I'm 25 like, bucks for, for per volume. And I'm like, no, thank you. So I just have. So this is the. I believe is this the first one of the cult of the Jeff Lowe Tim Sale color books we're doing on the show? Because I no, we did Daredevil Yellow. Oh yeah, that's right. We did Daredevil Yellow. So this yeah. is the second one. I did we do that when we. Yeah, we read d- it. Yeah, we did that when we all read we it. We did do that. Did we do that? It must have been a long time ago. I don't recall reading it. It was a long time. I know it was a long time ago. I'm. It was. I'm not saying it wasn't. It was, but it was in the cycle when we were oh. all reading it. Oh, well. two years ago. Well, once again, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. You guys know how I found them. Found out of them through uh, Batman: The Long Halloween. Yeah. And the and the the color books. And this is the first. Uh, uh and this is the um 
the last one in my collection, but I want to do this one because I haven't read it before I picked I it. I also haven't read it. And also, no, I was okay. like, and what I do love about the color books is that they look into the character early on in their career. Like, when Hulk was first created back in the 60s, he wasn't green. He was gray. I did like I did like the line of dialogue where he's like, yeah, a lot of people speculate as to why. I didn't even know why. Yeah. yeah. I, so, I kind of like that. Yeah. And I have to say, I love how the present is all black and white except for shades of green. Yeah. But the flash, because the whole book is told in flashback. His eyes are green. His eyes are green. Yeah. Um, even when his arm goes a little large, it goes green. And the flashback itself is in full color. Right. And I dug Beautiful watercolors from oh, Tim yeah. And I really, really liked the story of essentially the first meeting between Hulk, Betty, and Ross. Yeah. And, and Rick Jones, who and was Rick from Jones. our last book club. Yeah, Rick right. Jones. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah, yeah Rick Jones. There's, there's Rick some connective Jones. tissue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally didn't realize that. You're right. Mm-hmm. So I, I was, once again, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, I feel when those two are together, they can do no wrong. I know Jeff Loeb, there are times where he's written saying things that aren't that good. But every time those... Well, this was Jeff Loeb in his heyday. Like, yeah. Jeff Loeb used to be a this really was, good writer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This came out in 2003. As in the books, the original drawings were coming out in 2003. And I, I, I got to say, this was great. I thought this was really excellent. Yeah, I did too. I thought yeah. the writing is, is, is really incredible in spots. And especially, mm-hmm. uh, this is probably my favorite of the... I've read... I haven't read Captain America, but I've read the other uh, other uh, Colors books. This is probably my favorite one. Because sure. I expected so little from the Hulk... Like he gave me more than I expected with this character, right. so that for me like exceeded expectations. And some there of those, were, some of the writing is really dark, and I really yeah, appreciate. There it. were yeah. a lot of shades of um, gray. gray. <laughs> <laughs> the Incredible Hulk movie. Oh yeah. Um, I, yeah, I could definitely see that they took some inspiration from there, like the sure. bit where where um, Hulk says, "Leave me alone." Yeah, like it's like the first thing he says, "Leave me alone." The bit um, where they're in the cave in the rain. Yeah, I, the bit I love when that they're scene. in the cave in the rain. Yeah, like absolutely, that's taken from. Uh, I mean, obviously, like the Incredible Hulk took that took that scene. Yeah, but with the "Leave me alone" bit reminded me of when in the movie. Uh, when he first turns into the Hulk in the film, and you just see hear him breathe, and he just says, "Leave me alone." Yeah. I thought that was a cool little touch. It's also very much a um, like a Tarzan Jane moment with very him. much, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, in that cave specifically, um, Bruce is is talking to his psychiatrist, uh, yeah. Doc Samson, who actually has superpowers, but they mm-hmm. don't talk about that here. Uh, but this in- might be before he did. Okay, maybe yeah. I just yeah. Uh, but he's like, uh, Bruce, is that what happened? Is that how you remember it happening? And and he says, I can't answer that. Can't or won't doesn't matter. And like yeah. him being sweet with with Betty while he's the Hulk, uh-huh. did that actually happen? It doesn't matter. There's, it like that's into, super. Yeah, it calls man, into question that. that that Bruce might be an unreliable narrator when it comes to the Hulk. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I think that's really cool. Like, There's he, a lot of that. He's making out the Hulk to be more sympathetic than he was than he actually was in those times. I really like the scene, his first kill. I have, when he kills the rabbit. I have, the, yeah. I have it right here. Uh, he says, uh, I, uh, I know it was the first time the Hulk actually killed anything. He was petting a rabbit, almost like a Frankenstein moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, also kind of like, uh, also kinda like uh, um, um, Mass of Mice and Men. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. So, yeah, uh, it was the first time the Hulk actually killed anything, and the doc responds, at least in the way you told the story, the Hulk, meaning you, was innocent. Leonard, the Hulk was, is many things, but none of them is innocent. Yeah. Right. And, like, he firmly, this is in the moment where he believes the Hulk is an enemy. And, like, I, that the portrayal of the Jekyll and Hyde shit is so good in this. I love it a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. This reminds me a lot of um, 
Ben, you said you yeah. don't really care about the Hulk that much. Yeah. Um, um, I want to recommend, mm-hmm. if you like this, you'll love The Immortal Hulk. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot like that. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of shades. Uh, the Immortal Hulk takes a lot of shades from this book. I, I think there's a lot of parallels there. Yeah. I would think you would like that. Incredible Hulk, for, for me, he was always that character, like, the angry, he, he, I mean, it's, he's, it's anger management, and it's like, if, when you get angry, he's just big green and stupid you know what's funny and though, he was ben? one of those characters that oh yeah the Crabble hulk is a comic book character but then i just i never saw the death i never wanted to go into it and then i didn't i was like oh yeah the hulk is there but i'm gonna grab towards more towards spider did you ever see the earth's minus heroes animated series i did not hulk's really well portrayed is, yeah. in that series yeah. mm-hmm. but you know what's funny is most people know the hulk as the big angry guy but the comics do everything in their power to subvert that by making him professor hulk uh, mr fix it by uh making him an agent of shield and have him time travel to the past yeah like, like this they do book, all this stuff like in the off time and then when the hulk gets popular they make him big and boring again yeah like in a uh, hulk gray i love this book yeah this i will always when someone if ever, if anyone ever recommend asks me is like hey what hulk book would you recommend i'd always point to hulk gray because this one it's like He's not stupid. He just his vocabulary isn't. He's it, a little stupid. Uh, he's a little, but he you can tell he doesn't want to hurt people. He it's, doesn't it, want to super is, get the, angry and he's kill animalistic. Yes, yeah, yeah. the yeah. thing we saw is the thing we saw in Thor Ragnarok. The Hulk is a is another personality of Banner. It's not just him being angry. Yeah, the Hulk is a person. Mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between saying he's stupid mm-hmm. and saying he's. He's just... He's brutish. Uh, I wouldn't even say brutish. He's almost childlike. Oh, okay, I was going to yeah. say he yeah. hasn't... I was going to say he's young. The yeah. Hulk is a young person. Yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't say he's stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't... Like, he's not stupid in an emotional sense. The Hulk, they, they point out, like, he recognizes things yeah. in people. He recognizes cues. He recognizes all these things. Mm-hmm. He's just not... He's he's a child. He's not familiar with all concepts. Yeah, like, that's, all what, the that's scene, what I was trying to go like, All the scenes he has with Betty in the book are just phenomenal. So, Especially in the in the rain... Where he's trying to help Betty in the cave, in yeah. the cave, yeah. Where he's trying to help fix Betty because he <clears throat> accidentally threw Betty in and split her head open. That was rough. That was. So, I yeah. thought she died it, for a second. Yeah. Oh man, Iron Man shows up in this book. Oh yeah, uh, yep. yeah. It's Iron an admission no one talks about because he gets his ass kicked, he and does. nobody knows he was Stark at the yeah, time. Yeah, that's he was, right. He was that's some that. real good like secret origin stuff right there. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. It's like there's no record of, of the Hulk yeah. fighting the Iron Man at this time. It's like trust yeah. me, this happened. Uh-huh. They yeah. do yeah. they it's do really tie that cool in fight. in Jason Aaron's original sin stuff. I saw that. I recognize that. Yeah, I I thought that was. I thought that sequence was a really nice surprise and a lot of fun to read. It was. Um, I really like how Tim Sale drew that first uh, that first Iron Man yeah. mm-hmm. armor. I thought that looked yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, I, was I thought Ross was also really good in this book. Yeah. General I was, Ross. I was even showing Fanny. I was like, babe, look, the Hulk's fine Iron Man. She's like, well, that looks like his first arm. I was like, well, yeah, it's an iteration of the very first Iron Man. But I love how Tony Stark was in there for a hot cameo. And uh, Is that... T- don't worry about it. Yeah. I, I like that scene yeah. where, uh, where Ross is trying... Like that scene where Ross is yelling at Betty and is like, "You are a general's daughter, damn it!" Now is act that like Tony it. Stark? Don't worry about it. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we haven't got the rights yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else was I gonna say? Um, just, just Ross as even letting on that how Betty's mom kind of went crazy because I didn't realize Betty died until the end of the book or yeah. close to the end of the book where they're talking about Betty was. Yeah. Once they start talking yeah, yeah. past tense at the current yeah. at the current time, wherever Hulk Gray's present day takes place which i don't think was the marvel uh, marvel was the current marvel universe yeah. at the time wherever the 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 flash forwards of hulk ray takes place betty was dead she hadn't come back from the dead yet yeah mm. as red she hulk did she come oh, back God. as red she hulk uh, she came back but like she turned into that but like i i don't know enough about mm. that right. to be honest 
I found that super silly. The uh, the, the 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 it's stupid. The Rosses can turn into Red Hulks, and the, See, and the cool Banners can turn into Ross green. being yeah. just Red Hulk because he needed to be in opposition to Hulk. But once you start getting Red Shield, I'm like, now nah, we're getting. Well, the, well the, you, the idea is they that, do mention Thunderbolt Ross in the book too. Which, well, the idea is that the there's a gene in the Ross in the Ross's family that can turn them into Red Hulks, and there's a gene in the Banner family that can turn them into Green Hulks, which is why Banner's cousin is She Hulk. The banner one makes sense, like guess. But yeah. like, None of it makes sense. It None does, of it makes sense. It doesn't, but like if I had to stretch it, it's uh, so yeah, silly. I really like Thunderbolt Ross in this book. Yeah, yeah. Um, I he was really good. Quick little side note: I also love. I made me happy that also kind of bummed out because I hate. I do not like Ross as a person in the book. I yeah. love the character of Ross and how he's portrayed, but I hate the fact that he's also a Dodgers fan. Because there's there's a line where he's I, ha- where he's I, talk- I have the quote right here, my friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, he's, he's like uh, he's like talking to his daughter who's asleep, and he's uh, like, I don't think you remember this, but like that. Oh, you found you have this baseball. Do you remember uh, me taking you to spring training to watch the Dodgers? You actually wanted to play baseball when you were little, asking why girls can't be soldiers. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he like loves his daughter, but like he's so like all that stuff is so good. Yeah, but he's it's, also but he's also like super oblivious of her. Yes. Yeah. What I really like about the about the um the color. Uh, duology, no, uh-huh. uh, quadrilogy, mm. um, is that they're, they they are retellings of origin stories in different ways, mostly mm-hmm. through flashbacks and whatnot. Like Spider-Man Blue is... is it's all about Gwen Stacy. It's about Gwen Stacy's death and how that mm-hmm. affected them. Daredevil uh, but, Yellow but is this about... One, but they take the idea that... But they take the idea that, yeah, this world... This this story takes place in the 1960s. We're going to make it look like the 1960s. We're not going to explicitly say it's the 1960s, though. Yeah. I really like that they keep that true to the era that this origin took place. Take and place again, in. with, with uh, Banner being an unreli- unreliable <clears throat> narrator, it's like, why would you run into the middle of a desert with the biggest bomb of all time going off? Oh, I had to save Rick Jones. Did you really? Yeah. Nobody would have... Did re- you not maybe know you were going to become the Hulk? Like, it's so many... It asks so many questions of, like, yeah. maybe Bruce isn't a good person? Yeah, like I really, that I was really like it. That was an interesting wrinkle because like nobody would have cared if Rick Jones had exactly died. he no. would have incinerated nobody. Nobody would, have nobody would have cared. Yeah, but did you know? Like I, it calls into question if if Banner knew that the Hulk was always inside of him. Yeah, and I want maybe maybe he didn't. Maybe you know you can talk you can look deeper. Maybe he, maybe the Hulk wanted to come out. Maybe yeah. the Hulk knew. Uh, so that that'd be uh, th- actually truthfully that's something the Ang Lee Hulk movie deals with yeah. is that the Hulk was always inside of him. It wasn't mm-hmm. Chris created when the scan of sure. radiation came off. So, you Genetic know, props for that yeah. for that horrible movie. <laughs> yeah. That's cool stuff. Yeah, it's, it's interesting yeah. stuff. Um, it made choices. Yeah. yeah. I, I do want to I do want to say Ben going back to uh I think you'd really like Immortal Hulk. Immortal mm-hmm. Hulk takes place well takes place uh current day and it's Banner can't die whenever he right. dies. At night the Hulk comes out no matter what. Yeah, it's and he's like, like it's werewolf. the monster Hulk. It's a it's he's called the Devil Hulk. Mm. Um and he's brutal, he's vicious, he's very intelligent. I read the first six issues. Yeah. That that book is awesome and it's a horror book. Right now, the where I'm at, I'm behind. Hulk's in hell. Hell he's really? just legit in hell. That's awesome. Yeah, Hulk oh. is in hell, and some demon is possessed is possessing the form of his dad, trying to get him to open this portal to Jesus. let all this hell stuff out. Uh, it's uh, real good. I got Marvel Unlimited. I'm going to read that now. I like that book <laughs> that a lot. Awesome. I like Immortal Hulk a lot. Yeah. Okay. Still, can I borrow that? I, I have the single issues. I have to dig them up. I, yeah. I got I got <laughs> the first six. Oh, I can sweet. Give you. Yeah. Yeah, I, re- I like that book a lot. Uh, and yeah, and so Immortal Hulk um, feels very much like a mm-hmm. like a thematic sequel to what yeah. we just read. Hulk, like Ray. even with all the other um, uh, color colors books, like the one obviously I won the most was Spider Man because I'm a huge Spider Man fan. And then after watching Daredevil I season that was the best one season one and two, I was like, oh, I want to pick up Daredevil. 
and then Captain America for you know the movies Captain America, and then I was like I was couldn't find Hulk Gray to save my life. Thankfully, Sparks got for me for Christmas, so I can complete my collection. Credit where credit is due. It was all of our decisions. Well, but still, thank you for that, guys. And now that because the Hulk Gray, I thought I was like okay, that might be like the quote unquote low point because I'm not a huge Hulk fan. After I was when I was reading this book last night, I'm like, no, this is a solid, solid book, and yeah, everyone after- should own this. Why hasn't Marvel? put this out in single trade form more. Yeah. I mean, it's great that it's in the uh, Omnibus Quadrilogy, but then people are going to have to drop a uh, 100 bucks just to get that. After reading this one, and I've only read I've only read the first 3. I've not read Captain America White. Same. I mm-hmm. would I hope Captain America White is as good. I've no reason to think it's not, but when I read it, all four of them. See, here's the thing. All four of them seem to be some of the greatest books ever written. Like truthfully, they're all great. Yeah, all four, uh, all three that we've read, it's like classic Marvel stuff, are yeah. great. Yeah, I hope Captain America White is just as good because that would mean that all four of these books are great. Yeah. Now I have read Captain America White, but it's been a while and I can't really remember it, so I'm gonna have to. Look. Hey, maybe Future Book Club. Maybe. Um, yeah, uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale do a really good job together. I think that uh, not part of this colors thing, but very much in the exact same vein as um, one of my favorite. Whoa. Uh, yeah, you were coming in really low. You could have just told me to speak up. Now I'm real loud in my own head. Um, <laughs> it's weird, right? Yeah, I did not like that. Jeez. Uh, okay. Uh, so anyway, what I was gonna say is that now is it too loud? No. Okay. Now uh, is that Superman for all seasons is one of my favorite Superman comics of all time. It's very book. much in the same kind of vein thing. Uh, but I think that the thing that we didn't talk about in the Hulk one that we should is. Uh, the end, which is like the whole reason yeah. he was talking to the doctor mm-hmm. is because he was circling around a realization that Betty loved him yeah. because he was like her father. Oh, and that's not that's not great. That isn't good at all. Oh, I didn't pick up on that at all. Yeah. He says she loved me for all the wrong reasons, because the exact same pleading that she's doing for him to spare Ross's life is the exact same pleading she's doing to him yeah. to not hurt the Hulk. Yeah. And she draws the comparison that they're basically the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. That's the realization Bruce has is she loved me for all the wrong reasons. She likes bad boys. Interesting. I and and then truthfully, him realizing that he is just like Ross, which is kind of what the doctor's hinting at is, uh, yeah. are you sure that Ross is that terrible? Yeah. Are you sure the Hulk is that innocent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that stuff's so good. Yeah, I it's, like that a lot. It's great stuff. <clears throat> it is great stuff. And I just love yeah. the which whole- Which is brutal. Yeah. That's a brutal realization and at I, the end. I love, because normally when I see boxes, when I see like dialogue boxes like that, when it's, um, where it's like, uh, like for last week's book club, The Avengers Forever, it's Forever. descriptive. There wasn't a single descriptive box in this whole book. It was just them talking over and rem- them reminiscing or Bruce reminiscing events when he was gray. And I love it when books do like do stuff like that. I absolutely like it. Because like when I first saw it. the whole black and white stuff, the whole black and white, I was like, what, what's what's going on here? Is this the tone we're going for? And then it goes into um, him, Bruce, getting hit with the gamma bomb. And then the rest is in color. And that's and a beautiful we, image, man. And then we cut to the end. It's all in black and white again. Bruce hulks out, and he's he is completely colored. Everything else is still black and white. Right. And I love that yeah. art choice. I and absolutely it was, and love it. It was real weird seeing him green in this book. I, yeah, I liked it, I got though. so used to seeing him gray, and then when we got to see him green, I'm like, whoa. All right. Yeah. 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 I like that we got to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you guys want to touch on? No, nah, man. This book's dope. I'm really glad I read it. Really, really glad good. this was this uh, was chosen. I'm glad I picked a winner because I feel the past few book clubs I had were a few stinkers. No, I, I were remember. they? 
I don't even remember the last. I don't book remember club the I last picked. book club. Yeah, I don't remember honestly. what I ate. For, oh, I didn't eat breakfast. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. All right, Ryan. It's your book club next week. All what right. you got for Sorry, us? guys. More Marvel. Um, I'm gonna read the synopsis real quick. Oh, again? I'm yeah. Kidding. Just give, give me more. Right. The Civil War never ended. Welcome to the War Zone, where six years of nonstop battle between the forces of the Blue and the Iron have split the nation down the center, utterly transforming it. In a world of new alliances and strange enemies, President Tony Stark and General Steve Rogers meet to make one last attempt at peace. This is Charles Soule's uh, Civil War, which was a Secret Wars tie-in book. It's a completely self-contained, futurish story of what if the Civil War never ended. Uh, it's written by Charles Soule, and it's written by, uh, drawn by Lionel Francis Yu, one of my favorite artists. He's currently in my background on my phone. That's why I picked this book. Uh, this book is awesome, and it's exactly what I want, just like a weird retelling where characters are in different positions. It's really fun, real great. It looks incredible. Can't wait. Alrighty. As soon as you started reading the descriptive, I started writing it down because I knew exactly where you were going yeah. with that. So, so um, it's Civil War by Charles Soule. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, I think the full title is Secret War colon Civil War. Yes. Gotcha. I think that's what I think that's what you were wondering. Yeah, it's for. it's a it's a Secret Wars tie-in book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, six issues, four issues, five issues, five issues. Yeah. All right, so that'll do it for us this week. Uh, next week we have a review of John Wick Chapter Three. Oh my God, Parabellum. Oh, oh my God, is that it? Yeah. It's cool. It's next week. Hell yeah. Um, also, we got some YouTube stuff going on. It's continuing Fake Nerd Watch. You guys are still going on with Game of Thrones. Yep. That's tonight, baby. Um, and uh, Basement uh, Arcades on Wednesdays or Thursdays. I don't remember. Basement Arcades, I think Wednesdays. When, when it drops. When it drops. When, when it drops. drops. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And more stuff to come on YouTube. Uh, probably. Uh, keep this, a lookout. this episode will go up. Other stuff. It's happening. Are the uh, MCU reviews up yet? The MCU rewatches? The, the reviews, the old. Oh, the old ones? Reviews. Nah, dude. Like, I'm just stuff's guy. taking a long time. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I was just wondering. Uh, I don't keep track of what's on there. Uh, rendering and exporting takes a while. Yep. No problem. Um, all right. So, as you guys know, we are a uh, uh, promo. I almost said we were a promo code. As you guys know, we are a Funko affiliate. So, click the, pro- the, click the link in the description uh, for 10% off. Nope. Click the description. <laughs> buy something on Funko. Use promo code SHOP10 for 10% off your purchase. Thank you so much. Paved Media. Uh, for including us in our things. I don't know where I'm going with this. But Pave Media, you can check us out. PaveMedia.net. You can find shows like us, like Batman vs. the World, Beg to Differ, um, multiple other things. Let's get get contextual. Heck yeah. Uh, A lot of cool shows. A lot of cool shows. Definitely check those guys out. Support the friends. We do have a Patreon. Uh, I'm in the middle of overhauling it. But if you guys want to support us, keep the help, keep the lights on. It's currently dark out right now. We can't see anything. I don't know what anyone Um, looks like. uh, Neither do I. You can definitely... uh, The guy said they just touched me. What was that? It was Luna. That was my... I'm not gonna say what I was. Whoa! <laughs> you can click it. What a link reach. in the description. <laughs> and yeah, there's that. T Public. We have got some search. Tpublic.com/slash/user/slash/fake-nerd-pod. Leave us alone, Disney. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can check out some shirts. Hopefully, some more shirts to come. We we'll want to pad that thing out as much as we can. Thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you to Jeremy Vellucci for our. Uh, intro music and promos and whatnot. Nope, just the intro music. Um, you can find him at Jeremy, at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards on Instagram. Uh, you can find a show. He has a show called Suburban Proctologist. Uh, you can find that on iTunes. Uh, Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official. Instagram at Podcast. Mike Matola, thank you so much for our logos. I'm currently in talks with him to get him on the show again soon. So Heck yeah, baby. We'll hopefully settle a date there soon. I love dates. He should come on and talk Dark Phoenix with us. Oh, be interesting. Is I don't think he'll go see it in theaters. What? It, I'll buy his ticket. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you can find you can find him at Mike Patola on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you. Nope. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> I'm so hungry. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. All at Fake Nerd Podcast. Fake Nerd Guys at Gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Sparks 
Uh, Sparks Witty on Instagram, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Right. I have an anecdote. In the 2011 interview, director George Miller was asked if he had any plans for Happy Feet 3. He said, if you put a gun to my head and said, you have to come up with a story for Happy, P- Happy Feet 3, I'd say shoot me. <laughs> I'm at DJ Tony Snark. For more of that same content. <laughs> Ben. I'm at BenMagna27 on Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, rate and review wherever you get YouTube. Get, oh, and YouTube. Find us on YouTube. We greatly appreciate it if you do all those fun things that I just mentioned. I don't remember what I just said. Watch our shit. Stay fake, nerds. <laughs> <laughs>